Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the No More Wasted Days podcast. Uh, we are now two weeks into the quarantine. We almost had a toilet paper problem. We did have a toilet paper problem for I about mean, 12 hours. I mean, we did. it wasn't a problem. There were solutions, but it was a hard time. We have a bidet, <laughs> and we have rags. And it's the rags. <laughs> she doesn't, she Don't doesn't talk about the rags. She doesn't want to talk about the rags. She'd rather just, she's okay with talking about the bidet and oh, she just wants yeah. people to think that we walk away with drippy buttholes. No, but I mean, we can say like we have a specific, you know, dabbing towel. <laughs> it is a nice towel, but I like we put the rags between yes, our legs. Because because we need to <laughs> Look, you put you put the rags between our legs. Oh, I guess that's right. I, I don't, I don't, I don't need any fine, fine linens for my booty hole. I mean, it's, just, it's like when you say rags, it's like, it's, these are our genital rags. Please don't touch them. <laughs> not for hands. But they're not my genital ha- rags. But we're not using rags to dry our hands. Our, our hands de- deserve the finest of linens. Oh, yeah. Our hands are. Whatever's between our, it just gets, yeah. It, it gets rags. Get riggedy wrecked. Riggedy rags. Riggedy ragged. <laughs> Oh, I can't believe you almost posted that in the the apartment chat. You almost told everybody about our genital rags. <laughs> hey, man! In times like this, you need friends. We almost had and to the ask. The only way to make friends is honesty. We almost had to ask the whole apartment in the in the Facebook group chat, asking for a toilet paper roll. And then I remembered, oh, my parents have toilet paper. Yeah, and her parents live like five minutes from us. Yeah. So. <clears throat> I think it'd be a good way to make friends in a time like this. Yeah, just, you know, share the TP. It's yeah. like, you know, what you said about sharing a cup of sugar instead of instead of sugar. It's, it's what did you say? It was so uh, good. Cheat cleaner, I think. Cheat cleaner. It was <laughs> cheat cleaner. Yeah. This is the bidet, like, man, you feel so clean. So clean. You feel like shower And fresh. they're so cheap. They're, they're like, what, 30 bucks? Ours like was 54 che- yeah, but, but the like, cheapest they one was start, like thirty. They start out around like thirty yeah. bucks. And you don't need the dial. You don't no. need the dial. It's, the switch on and off would have been enough. There's about there's about maybe like a ten degree sort of you know s- spray sort of. There's like there's like not spraying, light spray, and then the other ninety percent of the turning is the same pressure. Yeah, and that pressure is hold on. <laughs> that pressure is if you're leaning at the wrong angle, you have an enema. Yeah, or it's just, it, it hurts the butthole. Yeah, yeah, that, sometimes you just, because you got you got to wiggle around and shift to make sure, like, like, I mean, in my head, I imagine, like, a, like a pressure washer, like, cleaning a desk, yeah. deck, like, shh, right, yeah. so you got, you got to kind of slide, it. but sometimes you just hit just the right point, and your butthole's like, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, well, sometimes, well, that's, you know, you hit those angles, and you're like, oh, I'm going to turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I need a minute. Yeah, I need a minute just on on the lower pressure, just to just to recover. It's dangerous, but clean. It's so clean. It's so unbelievably clean. Cause then you go in with the with the toilet paper to do the check, and it's just like absolutely clean. And you're like, oh my god. Yeah. Or now with the rag. Not anymore. We got. To- <laughs> I kind of like using the rag though. It feels like it feels like. The next step in like being environmentally friendly is eliminating toilet paper. I guess, yeah. Like, yeah. Like you said, the butthole's clean. Yeah. The butthole it's is super clean. clean. Oh yeah, it's so, like so. The rag fresh. is just like it's, it's just clean, for drying. It's as clean as you can get without soap. 
Yes. I would say probably almost cleaner than a shower. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, maybe free... You don't understand how how well a lot of us clean our buttholes. <laughs> Some people are afraid of cleaning their buttholes. Do you know this is actually a phobia? It's a phobia that exists. Okay, but like an actual phobia or like, Liter- I don't want to put my finger no, in the butthole. There's, you don't put it in the butthole, but you just... You don't put it in the people butthole? People have... People have... Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> no, people, people legitimately have a phobia of uh, touching their own butthole. They think it's dirty and they don't want to do it. And it's phobia that exists. Are they afraid it's going to make them gay? I don't know. I don't think it's a gay thing. I think it's more of like a... Oh, Should I, I Google I just, butthole phobia? I swear it exists. I saw... I mean, I don't know. There was a whole Reddit thread about it at one point. All right, here we go. This is going to be on your search history forever. That's fine. Butthole phobia. phobia. Let's go. It's like you don't fear... I guess you fear touching the butthole. Oh! Pugophobia. Pugophobia. <laughs> Pogophobia? Is it Pugo or Pugo? Because there's only one G, so I think it's Pugo. Pugo? Maybe? Because I think Pugo would need two Gs. Maybe. Yeah. Pugophobia, which I think Pugophobia Pugo. is even better. Pugo. For butthole. Yeah. Oh, Greek. Bu- from Greek, Puge. Puge? <laughs> but. Buttock. Okay, I thought it said buttlock, and I was like, I need to know more about this. Wait, so that's buttock, but that's like the cheeks. Is the fear of buttocks. I guess butts. You fear butts. I'm talking about the butthole. Oh, no. What? What are you reading? <laughs> what are you reading? Pugophobia is commonly suffered... So, is the fear of buttocks. Pugophobia is commonly suffered by young children and is often triggered by painful experiences when excreting huge feces through it. Something oh. getting stuck in it or when sitting on the butt. <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, hold on. This second link is uh, Marksking. Probing my anal phobia. Probing my anal. F- um, my fabulous disease. A comic account of my anal fears, poop phobia, douching disasters, and nozzle. I think I think Google eliminated something. Yeah, Google there. took. Yeah, that's there's, the end du- of there's an ellipsis in there. That's an, that's the end of another sentence. Just right for sliding up your bum for a thorough internal rinse. Hmm. And the next one is butthole dick mole from Urban, <laughs> Urban Dictionary. Butthole dick mole. Ctrn change that change that's right now. Anus phobia. Anisphobia, a persistent, abnormal, and unwarranted fear of rectums, despite conscious understanding by the phobic individual. Hmm. Maybe, maybe that's, I feel like that's closer to it. Oh, here we go. Absolutely fucking terrified of buttholes. Why? <laughs> sex Reddit. Is that the one we're going to go to? Is this our sex? Oh my yeah, god. that's our sex. Oh, let's go there. The next one is yourtango.com. Why men are so damn afraid of pegging and anal sex. It makes them gay. That's what they're afraid. It turns you gay. It turns you gay immediately. It, I'm not. It, if you pegged me, I wouldn't love you anymore because I'd right? be into men. You'd have to move out, and then suddenly you're just you're going to to a. I would open a glitter store. Is like you would open a glitter store. You would be going to celebrities every night, all night. Every night. That's that's just your new life. If I had pegged you even once. Just once. Even just the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> I'm not willing to give you up. 
it's, it's for you. It's really, I'm really doing it for you and for us. <laughs> All right, go on, go on the R sex okay. thing. R sex. Here we go. Absolutely. There's so much passion in this title. Absolutely fucking all caps terrified of buttholes why question mark question mark is that an x i'm gonna press the x there we go i've never been a gerbophobe or anything but i've always never ever that's a weird i've always never ever wanted to associate with the butthole not even associate with the butthole oh so you don't want to be seen out in public with a butthole (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't want a a public relationship with the butthole (laughs) this is this is my associate my girlfriend's butthole (laughs) Not even your own. You want to be? You go outside and you're like, "Hey, butthole." Just so we know, like, don't you, talk to me. Don't look at me. Six butthole. steps behind me. Butthole. Right? We, we're gonna like coronavirus. Like, right. you gotta be six feet away from me, yep. butthole. Otherwise, I don't I want can't you be... to sneeze on me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I wonder uh, if this is a man or a woman. Never wanted to associate with a butthole. Not even my own. I furiously clean myself after I take a shit, and I never ever want to touch anyone's or even my own butthole. I've never touched my own butthole. Oh. How, how do you clean herself if you've never touched her? I, I think she's like literally just taking a finger and booping her butthole. Oh, just like booping her butthole? Yeah. Like she can't. They can't. We don't. We don't know the. Yeah. Oh, it's I. I don't know. I've never touched. I've been with my girlfriend for almost two years now, and I absolutely don't want to touch her butthole. Mm. She's mentioned that she wouldn't mind a finger going in, but I just can't do it. Well, it sounds like she wouldn't mind, but she doesn't... She, maybe she's not... Maybe she really wants it, but she's trying to be gentle about it. Who knows? I mean, maybe maybe they know. Maybe they know about that person's phobia. I know people will tell me to just take the plunge and do it. Fuck it. But I literally cannot. Anyone else feel this way? Is it normal? More buttholes for the rest of us is the top comment. Oh, yeah. Posted nice. by Pussy Whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Some some people make a Reddit account just for our sex, and they usually come up with weird, or you know that's probably someone's just main account. <laughs> the <laughs> next one, I do not feel this way. <laughs> uh, what's the username? Uh, does not say. Oh. The follow up is the moment you're. You fur- here we go. You furiously clean your asshole every time you take a shit, but you don't touch it. The heck. Also, yeah, I guess you're just like that. Unless you want to want to open your mind and just do it. Do it, lol. Alright. Yeah, weird. Okay. Okay, here's a long response about how he broke his fear. Or how someone else broke their fear. Oh my fear. god. From Danger Nubel. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, so I felt this way for many years. I wasn't so grossed out by my butthole I wouldn't touch it though, and I didn't know it. F- I didn't know if I. I don't know if I furiously cleaned it. Furiously, I just imagine like just anime lines, just just soap going everywhere. But I did wipe and wipe and wipe in fear that I might skid mark or something. I had never seen a butthole in real life that wasn't my own. I dated the same guy for four and a half years, and the idea of seeing his butthole even by accident freaked me out. The more th- mere thought of it was a massive turnoff. When I met my current boyfriend, he was all about it. Wanted to lick my butthole. I was like, what the fuck? But it put his fingers, put toys in there, and I wanted so badly to experiment. And wanted so badly to experiment with anal sex. 
He even wanted me to put a finger in his butthole. I was not keen on this, but I was crazy about him, so I took the plunge and let him try it. What I very quickly realized about ass play was that it brought us closer. It was a sense of vulnerability I had never had with anyone else. Okay, this is getting cheesy. Nor did I ever trust anyone so deeply to let go anywhere. Okay. It made me feel so connected to him. Alright, I'm out. <laughs> TLDR, used to be repulsed by the mere thought of buttholes, tried it with newer boyfriend, and opened up an ex- entirely new world of sexual exploration. That brought us closer. Alright. Lady Boner's Gone Wild. Other subreddits. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Have you spent much time on there? I've, I've been on Lady Boner's, but not Lady Boner's Gone Wild. Lady Boner's is mainly like attractive men in suits. Just attractive men in general. And at one point, at one point when we started dating, I, I got rid of it because it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go see what's on Lady Boner's Gone Wild. Well, that's just, that's the, yeah. Yep, yeah, all right. No, yeah, go on Lady, <laughs> go on lady Boners. I'll show you what's on Lady Boners. Oh, uh, okay. Lady Boner with Gone Wild was just a bunch of dicks. Yeah, that's why it's, any Gone Wild subreddit is just like... Are... Just naked people. Lady Boners. Oh, there's probably so much of a Adam Driver on there right now. Really? Oh, yeah. People are crazy for His Adam Driver. His nose is so big, though. He's he a has, weird... When I first saw him... He is in the, in unconventionally the first... attractive. No, because I saw him okay. I saw him in the in the first... In the new one, in episode mm-hmm. seven. And yeah. I was like... He looks like a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> I thought everyone had that. Did not everybody have that thought? Okay, there's okay. Well, you know how my first celebrity crush was um, Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. Yeah. So I get it. Okay, that's fair. I feel like Adrian Brody is in the same like hot, hot like unconventional attractiveness as Adam Driver. Chris Evans as a hot dad in defending Jacob. It's just. It's just yeah. a bunch of dudes in suits. Yeah, it's just a bunch of dudes looking looking attractive as heck, I guess. I'm partial to intelligence men I find intelligent to intelligence and men I find hot. So Hugh Laurie, aka House M D. You can you can uh click just the little plus button and it'll open a the the gray the gray button. Uh just right right to your right, to your right, to your right, to your right. Okay. No, you were just on it. The one with the picture. The one with the camera. That one. Yeah. Okay. Put that. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Oh, right. He's, look at Keanu Reeves. <laughs> in black and white. He's an old dude. Yeah, he's... He's looking rough. <laughs> man, we should watch John Wick. All the John Wick again. Can we again? watch all the John Wicks again? Those are so good. Get real high and watch all the John Wicks. British dancer, dancer James Whiteside. Because he's like ballet. That's oh, yeah, ballet. Like. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Ew. Ugh. 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 No. Ugh. No. Why? 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 Mm. Go, go like top. That of- guy likes butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> go on top of all time. I want to see. I want to see how, who's how do I, the- I don't. I don't know how to okay, do that. Okay. Okay. If you go top, the blue, the blue, there. Top. top. Click that. And go 
Links from all time. Uh, let's all see. Time. Let's see who the hot, who the most lady, lady boner. Young Franklin Delano Roosevelt Jr. Oh my God. Colored. Hi. Oh wow! You can see all my upvotes from when I used to subscribe to this one. <laughs> Did you upvote this one? Yeah, because it's orange. I don't know. If I look at it, I upvote it. So this is from a black and white. Yeah, it's been colorized. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Okay, yeah, nice. Oh, next one, of course, is Jason. See, I can't, I can only ever see him smash an Asian dude's head with a baseball bat. Oh, was he? He's, he, um, he's Negan from The Walking Dead. Yeah. He the bad guy. Yeah, he was, he was the really bad guy for like a whole season or something. Like two seasons. And then, of course, Jason Momoa. Nice! <laughs> How cute! Daniel Jacob Radcliffe. You should watch that Jungle movie. That was a good movie. That was a good, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking it looked pretty good, but he has like he does a really good accent. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was hearing. I completely yeah. like, like he just he. I watched just, it at first. I was like, okay, this is a little weird, but then like, he sold me on it. Like. That's what I find with a lot of the movies that he's in. At he's first, a it's really like good actor. at first it's like, oh hey Harry Potter, and then within. Two minutes, he's not Harry Potter anymore. He's whatever he It's surprising, because, like, you'd think playing the same character for so long, he did some small movies in between, but, like, you'd think you'd kind of get trapped in acting one particular way. Yeah, like, like, typecast. As soon as the Harry Potter series was over, he was in Now You See Me Too as the bad guy. Oh, that's right. And again, you see him, you're like, oh, Harry Potter, and then you instantly forget, and now he's the bad guy. I've never seen that movie. That's really good. Yeah? Yeah. And then he was also in that weird horse. He was in, he did some naked stuff in a horse. Oh, that was a, uh, yeah, that was a play. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's Chris Pratt French braiding somebody's hair. If you, if you click the blue arrows. Oh. It goes through all, him just, I think it's during an interview. Yeah. He's interviewing this intern and he's just braiding her hair. Is that not a little creepy? I mean, when wow, you're... Wow, I'm impressed. He does a really good job. Also, when you're attractive, you're allowed to kind of do these things. <laughs> but if you're fat like Harvey Weinstein... I mean, he got away with a lot of shit too, but that's because he was rich and powerful. That's the weird thing. That's the weird thing. If you're attractive, you're allowed to do these things. If, Har- if Harvey Weinstein was Jason Momoa... I mean... How many people would be complaining? I mean, I don't know the statistics of attractive people getting in trouble for this kind of well, thing. That's the thing they don't get in trouble. Yeah, I mean, yes. if Chris, I mean, if if we were somewhere and Chris Pratt, we were in the vicinity of Chris Pratt, and Chris Pratt was like, "Hey, man, can I braid your hair?" Like, I'd be like, "I mean, yeah." <laughs> you think he could braid curly hair? I feel like he would give it a good really shot. Because I think he, shot. Uh, my assumption is he only knows how to do that because he's got a daughter. Mm. His daughter's like eight, I think, or something. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mm. I mean, if, if Chris Pratt came up to you and was like, hey, man, can I braid your hair? Would you say no? <laughs> I don't know if I have enough hair to braid. I mean, what if he was like, can I can I make like a really stylish man bun for you right now? I mean, sure. I feel like Jason Momoa would, would know more about man buns Probably. than Chris Pratt. Yeah. Probably. 
Uh, let's see. You still, we still want to go through Steve Carell. Oh, yeah. Steve Carell's aging super good. Oh, yeah. Age like fine wine. I'm problematic, funny, and mind your own business. He's also on some serious movies. I'm still fucking... Okay, I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still so angry about Little Miss Sunshine. I don't know if I've told the story on the podcast before. Oh, yeah. Probably have. But, like, Jesse, like, she's like, we have to watch Little Miss Sunshine. It's so funny. It's such a funny movie. Steve Carell's mm. in it. I'm like, okay, cool. She's like, we need to get stoned and watch Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, God. <laughs> so we got stoned and watched Little Miss Sunshine. And it starts out uh, with Steve Carell trying to kill himself. Oh, yeah. That's how the movie starts. Yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and then it just it just kept going downhill from there like yep it was not at one point halfway through the movie the guy finds out he's colorblind and then colorblind people can't fly fighter jets yeah after just... not talking for like two years and he just like screams and totally breaks down yeah it's like a complete mental breakdown what are we what are we doing like i'm ugh, frustrating yeah that movie's kind of like I mean, it's. I would say it's a good. It's a good movie. I wouldn't watch it more than once, but like, it was good to watch. It told a story. Might have been better to watch Not High. Yes, absolutely. Because that movie's kind of. It's kind of. A bit dark. It's very dark. It's pretty dark. <laughs> it's very dark. So we were talking about eagle eyes before we got started. Oh yeah. And how fucking wild eagle eyes are. So like. Two miles up, and you can see a mouse. They can see a mouse from about two miles away. Jesus Christ. Right? I wonder if they can actually see it. I wonder if they would be able to see it if it wasn't moving. I wonder if it's that they can see movement as small as a mouse two miles away. It could be. I feel like that would make a lot of sense. Because imagine if a mouse is completely still, and, and like you were flying in a helicopter two miles up. Even if you had... The sight of an eagle? I don't know. That sounds like pretty incredible. They can tell whether something is covered in fur or if it's just a small stone. Yeah. I feel like it would have to be... They have no... They have really, really bad uh, low light vision. Oh, yeah? So that's... they've That's where they compensate. They give Mm. up their low light vision. Like... Did we talk about this on the podcast? That, like, they think the reason why humans don't have a good sense of smell is because of dogs? Oh, it's because we incorporated dogs and we didn't need to be able to smell anymore because we've had dogs with us for so long. I mean, did all of us have dogs? Well, the ones with dogs survived more. Dogs are pretty ubiquitous throughout human society. I guess all did we did all early human civilizations have dogs? That's the question. Because, I mean, if some didn't, then they would have they would have better smell because they didn't have dogs for for that to be true uh the opposite has to be true as well i think so what was it fifteen thousand years dogs uh i mean you could just we could see like did all early human people have well i mean it depends on when they incorporated them Mm. right because if they incorporated before left africa Right, because a dog wouldn't have entered a civilization. Were there wolves in Africa? Well, there's wild dogs. 
yes. I never really thought about that. I but always they, they say that they say that modern dogs come from wolves, but right? But did wolves were wolves in Africa? There's definitely wolves in like Europe and Asia. Yeah, I'm wondering if 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 African Are were there. There wolves in. I bless the wolves down in Africa. Grey wolf populations are in Africa are minimal with small endangered populations in Egypt and Ethiopia based on new genetic findings. Oh. oh about the golden jackal, which is now thought to be a grey wolf. The Ethiopian oh, like wolf it. is really a jackal. Oh. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's been humans left Africa much earlier than fifteen thousand years ago. So, like, it would it would have to be that that like all the other humans around, all like they all at the point where I guess smell was evolving. Fifteen thousand years. Opposing research believe the des- domestication happened approximately twelve thousand five years ago in Central Asia or China. I mean, you may as well Google did humans lose their sense of smell because dogs. Okay, this is what I was taught in my anthropology class. Oh, so there's probably um, some truth to it then. I don't know. And Anth- no, sorry, not anthropology. Archaeology. Archaeology, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Archaeology is kind of a fake science. I mean, they're just—they're doing their best. They're trying to figure things out. They're, they're like, pretty good. They're better than psychology. Well, I mean, <laughs> hey man, yeah, I have—I have an almost minor in like, psychology. Get those fists up. Hey, right. <laughs> Hold up. Who gonna come to blows? Uh, did humans? Fucking fuck fuck. Did humans create dogs? Well, kind of. Man, these these suggestions. What was the one we saw earlier? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it was uh, how long before a baby can fly? <laughs> Depends on how long you recover after the recovery from the birth. How long it takes you to recover from the birth? Did humans lose tail? Sense of smell because dogs. Humans have a poor sense of smell? It's just a myth. It's a belief, the belief, oh, this belief isn't based on empirical evidence, but on 19th century hypothesis about free will that is more in common with phrenology than with our modern understanding of how brains work. Phrenology? Do you know what phrenology is? No. It's, it's reading the bumps on the skull as in, as if they're indicators for personality traits and disorders. It's a complete pseudoscience thing that was taken very seriously in like 
Victorian times? In a review published Thursday in Science, a neuroscientist who studies olfactory at Rutgers University reveals how he ended up with how we ended up with this myth. The truth is humans are pretty good at smelling the world. We're discovering to our delight that human smell systems much better than we were led to believe. It may be different than other animals, but actually in ways that suggest it could be more powerful than mice and rats and dogs. Oh, neat. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. Well, we, well, we have that thing where one nostril is always slightly more narrow than the other, so that uh, I think it's so that scent receptors that are located um, farther towards the back, like scents can, I think we smell different things based on the velocity of the air going through our nose. I think that's what I learned in one of the, one of my biology courses. I mean, it makes sense. It's because we, we smell things at different velocities depending on how how the scent molecules get on the receptor so yeah the you scent molecule want, has to land on the receptor yeah so one is always a bit more narrow to get it more back mm-hmm. so that you can get that signal if you're not breathing too hard yeah that's why when you you're sick you always have one plug no one plug nostril because mm, that's like worst. an exaggeration of something that's already happening yeah man you learn these things about the body and you're like damn everything happens for a reason Man, I would love. Well, would it be anatomy? Would it be like um, BPK that you want to take if you just want to learn about all the body things? Well, animal physiology I already took. Yeah, but that was a basic introduction. I guess maybe BPK. I mean, there's a lot Bio- more in biophysical depth. Biophysical kinesiology. Yeah. Is it? Biophysiology and kinesiology. Mm. Oh, no, that's yeah. No, that's more about like yeah. the way the body moves and I like heard, yeah. It's more movement and anatomy and also organs. Like there was, I remember I had a I had a friend who took a BBK course and she was saying that uh, one of their first midterms was about uh, I think how you breathe. Like part of one question was about how you breathe, and she was literally like like trying <laughs> to do it, trying to. Um, yeah. I think it was something with breathing and she was doing that and she could tell that other people were doing that in the room. Yeah, yeah no, I, I imagine a lot of EPK courses, people are like swinging their arms around and stuff. Yeah, like, and like, I think some of them you go to the gym, you have like... Uh, oh yeah, I've been, to the, I've been to the gym a lot and they have sections shut down for BBK courses. Yeah, where it's like, you also have like, there's one course I think you have like a fitness goal. Mm-hmm. You have to meet that fitness goal. And I don't know. It's something something about fitness. I think maybe it was a fitness and nutrition course. Yeah, but I mean, I think when I was taking animal physiology, like that's such surface level stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's always so much more to learn. But um, Oh, I love it when you take a course and you get to the point where they're like, and this is currently all we know about this subject. Well, there were a lot of and things like, where... Wow. Th- there were a lot of things that... Um, my professor were like, if you want to know more about this, then take this course, and we go much further into depth about yeah how it works. It's right? it's fun when it's like they're the ones who teach that course because they're usually like, hey, take this course. Like, if yeah. you really like this, I teach this other yeah. course. Like the animal, uh, Gordon Gordon uh, Gordon Rintel. I'm so sad that you weren't able to take animal physiology <laughs> with the with Gordon Rintel. Yeah, he's like one of the best profs I've ever had. Well, the thing I found with um, Inigo was that uh, 
his he gave a lot of part marks which led to pretty high grades if you know oh, what you're talking about okay so he gave a lot of like uh leeway in terms of yeah what you could if, come if up you with. were able to explain and there were definitely like on some exams where i went back and i looked i'm like i know the answer to that why did i put that down mm. kind of thing like um yeah so yeah anyway eagle eyes are crazy shall we get some wine is it time is it wine time it's wine time it's time to wine <laughs> to wine to wine and we're back with wine wine time has Here, begun nice i don't know if you guys could hear by how dense that cling was but we're not using wine glasses no these are some ikea glasses <laughs> ikea that we purchased from a thrift store yeah they're like a dollar each it's pretty good yeah I don't know why I'd buy dishes from anywhere else besides the thrift store. Especially the IKEA ones, because they like we bought these. These don't even look like they've been used all that much when we bought them. They're they're, they're glasses. They're like sturdy restaurant glasses. It's always weird when you're in a restaurant and you see IKEA on the bottom of their glasses. Oh yeah, I guess you notice that sometimes. <laughs> all right, so we talked about bidets. Do you want to talk about cows a bit? Yeah, about all the all the posts on Facebook you've been seeing recently about yeah, I mistreatment think, of cows. I think people, when you do that, it looks like you're jacking yourself off. What? <laughs> I think you're scratching your belly or something. No, I was just like moving my moving my pants. Okay, but <laughs> it just your hand looked like it's <laughs> like a man moves their hand no. when they're jacking off. <laughs> no, I was just I'm like really hot right now. Why so are you so hot? I don't know because oh, it's because my hair is down. Oh, uh, that's what, that's why I'm really hot. Okay. I don't usually have it down because now that it's cut, I can just have it down and it's not like all over the place. But like, it's so warm. Like, if you put put your hand on the back. My hand of is head. very cold. It's very warm. Right? Super warm. Very warm. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't really know how much we have to talk about, but, like, I think a lot of Canadians get information about how dairy cows are cared for from places in America mm. that are against the dairy industry in America, Yeah, which is very different from the dairy industry in Canada. Yeah. Like, it's much more regulated in Canada, and, like... In in America, you only have a few, like, billion cattle farms, right? Mm -hmm. But in Canada, you have farms, you know, you might have a farmer that has, like, a couple dozen cows, right? Yeah. And then uh, places like uh, Dairyland dairy and Island Farms and stuff, mm -hmm. they buy from different farmers, right? And then they're the distributors. Yeah. If you only have a few dozen cows, you're going to treat those cows pretty well. Yeah. Right? They're just not... It's not like just another cow. Yeah. Those right? cows all have names and they all get they all get pets probably. Oh, yeah. Right? And, you know, the cow has a calf and like, yeah, you got to take the calf away. But like once the calf is older, they get put back in the herd. Yeah. It's either to replace... Uh... Cows that get too old, like dairy cows that get too old, 
or uh, if they're male, then they're going to make some real nice veal. They get eight. <laughs> they get eight. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess the ones that um, are too old to produce milk, those also get eight. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, they're not living miserable lives, I yeah. think is the and main like, thing. There was one post that you were telling me about, or maybe I saw, that was like, they, you know, once the dairy cow gives birth, they just, like, kill the baby or something like that. I've know. seen something like that before. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. why would you do that? That's a waste. That would be an incredible waste of resources. Right? Like, it makes makes no sense. I, I feel know. like I feel like some people are making making some things up to stir shit up about the dairy industry. Well, I think a lot of it is people trying to justify being justify being vegan. Mm. Right? Oh, like There's in the a post lot of... that was illustrated mm. and the vegan person in the, that comic had like purple hair. She had purple hair, of course. <laughs> I don't know, it's just like I think people would have less I don't think there are many people who actually have a problem with vegans. Mm-hmm. I think people would have less jokes to make about vegans if they weren't if vegans weren't so standoffish about their decisions. Mm. I guess, right? They yeah. always need to justify their decisions and Yeah. Yeah, like there's a remember that old show called Portlandia with um I mean, I never watched it, but I know about it, yeah. Yeah, there was there was one episode where they specifically sort of make make jokes about that where not like veganism but just people being really particular about their food mm. being like they were at a restaurant they were like well how was this chicken raised what what was this childhood where was it raised yeah and they're like well it was at, you know at this farm and it had this diet and <laughs> it had this many friends <laughs> and like they have the couple at the restaurant like go to they're like well you know we're gonna we're gonna actually check this place out before mm. we order like can you keep our seat and she's like okay the waitress is like um okay so they like, go to the farm and like check out the farm, mm. and like they I don't know. Well, it turns out you know like they end up joining this like weird cult <laughs> that was <laughs> at the farm for a long time, and they eventually leave the cult and go back to the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's like that sort of thing. Yeah, and like uh, eggs are a big one that I just don't understand. Like yeah. It's very easy to get, like, I don't know what you would want to call them, happy eggs. Like, free range. Oh, like eggs from happy chickens, yeah. Yeah, just, like, it's so easy. Just look for free range eggs. Yeah. That's all you need. Boom. Easy peasy. Yeah, because run, free run is different. Free run, I think they're still indoors. Inside, yeah. They're indoors. Or maybe they're, like, indoors and have access. No, if they have access at all to outside, I think they are free range. Yeah. Like, they have an indoor place where they sleep, mm-hmm. but free range is that they can spend as much time outside on grass as mm-hmm. they want, and they eat, like, bugs and, like, things that they would normally be eating, and they can hunt, and they can... Eat mice. They can eat They can eat all the bugs, all the mice, all the worms, all the whatever they want, uh, and they do those behaviors, and uh, I think, like, I think, where was it? I think it was at... Uh, one of the one of the grocery stores I went into had a very um, oh save on was that save on they had a very very um, well written out explanation of all the different levels yeah, yeah and it even had the ones that were not that great in red yeah it was red 
and had like it was red and it was like an x or something yeah it was like it was cannot, like like for the free like the not like the cage it, it said even just like these chi- like caged yeah in caged, red cannot express natural can, behaviors cannot display like they can't yeah. be chickens they're yeah. just in a cage these yeah. are caged chickens and like I was like really like like damn that's pretty great because it's like at, you know there's one thing where you know they are hurting sales, but it is encouraging people to be like, well you know what maybe I want chicken, eggs from chickens that are that can mm-hmm. live, and a the, chicken the, life, like a proper the, chicken life. The there were a lot less of the free range eggs, like because people were buying more of them. Yeah. I was wondering if it was some sort of research thing. Maybe. Maybe it was to, I don't know, maybe it was to, like, encourage people to get more free-range eggs. Well, I was, like, I was wondering if it was, like, some sort of research thing to see if people oh, to would, see if it might people have would change dis- their buying decisions. Yeah, it might have been to see if people, if it would hurt sales to keep this up. And maybe if it did, they would get rid of it. But, like... No, but I mean, like... If it... But I if mean, it like, a research people, thing that's, like... Yeah. Like, a research person is, like, if people are not being swindled and deceived and they're... Uh, being presented with information yeah, the and they're informed buyers, will they spend more money to make a decision that they see as uh, uh, better karma, I guess you could say. Yeah, it could be that, you know, they lose the sales from their most popular eggs, which are probably whatever the cheapest eggs there are, or they make more money because people are going from the the least expensive unhappy cage i don't think i don't think Savon's making different amounts of money on the eggs i think the amount of money the cost is the cost difference comes from i could be totally wrong on this Mm -hmm. the cost difference is because of the farm and it costs more for the farm to raise the eggs well yeah if you're if you have the it's probably cheaper just to like i guess you can have more chickens if they're all in cages right yeah because like and you, you can can't, pump out more eggs. Yeah, because you can't. I guess you can't like overcrowd chickens on grass. Otherwise, they would maybe fight each other. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know chicken society. I don't know. I, I mean, you just couldn't. You just couldn't do it because they couldn't move at the density that you keep them in cages. Yeah, because they would need room to actually chicken. like hunt. <laughs> they would need room to be chickens. I want chickens. I want a cow. I want Liam. When we have our hobby farm, when we retire, we're going to have a cow. See, I recognize this, but you keep saying this, but you have to realize that you have to be okay with moving out of the city if you want That's that. fine, because I'm not going to be <laughs> a lab technologist. You have, to, you, have to, you have to be okay with moving away from your parents. Um, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, maybe. I mean, if it's like... You're like, hold on. Oh, Leah, you presented me with such a conundrum now. Chickens, Sarah. I know. Chickens! I mean, I mean. <laughs> they sound uncomfortable all the time. But they're so cute. I want my dream is to have chickens and for them to recognize me. Like I've seen so many gifts of people who own chickens, and they'll just like sit down, and the chickens will just hop on people's laps. Mm-hmm. They're like, I know you. I love the videos of like little kids walking into chicken pens and them holding their arms up and the chickens running up to the little kids. And the chickens will actually put their head like in the crook of the neck between the neck and the shoulder. I'm like, that melts my heart. So, oh my god. It's we'll so have a harvest farm and we'll have some gooses. Oh yeah, we're going to have guard goose. We're, I mean, they're we're going gonna to have gonna chickens and we're going to have a guard goose. They're going to be noisy as fuck though. The gooses, oh my god. Whatever. We're going to have a hobby farm. 
There's going to be animal watched, noises. I think I watched a video. Why would you have like, a hobby, hobby farm and run away from animal noises? I think, I think like, I watched a video about having this this guy sometimes i watch videos of guy of people who own hobby farms <laughs> <laughs> to prepare myself for my retirement and he was talking about uh the pros and cons of having a rooster versus having gooses geese geese right geese i say gooses because it's more fun i like to say because go- there's a, a, a kid's book that said gooses and said man you just burped right into the mic i, just- I wonder if it's one of those things like with gooses and geese i'll let you get back to your hobby farm thing in a second Mm-hmm. Um, because the difference between fish, like if it's if it's multiple fish of the same species, it's fish. But if it's multiple species of fish, it's fishes. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. What about fish? Fish is. Fish. I mean, everything's a fish. <laughs> Humans are fish. fish. You are a fish. I am fish. You are fish. Have I, have I talked about fish. those posts before in like my different fish groups? <laughs> Specifically, my uh, uh, Piscine memes for. Ich- no, it's, it's exceptional memes for ich- no, it's, oh, no, exceptional it's, meme. Exceptional memes for Piscine themes, themes something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and there's like it's a lot of uh, fish scientists in it. Oh, a lot yeah, of, yeah. Like, oh, the actual fish scientists. Are oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, nice. and a lot of like, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, people who categorize. Different- oh, tax taxonomy taxonomists and stuff like that oh, right cool um and you know a lot of the, there's tons of memes about how like you are a fish just because like if you follow like is like technically speaking we're like oh my god you're right uh the evolutionary the kingdoms yeah we're, we're lobed fin fish because yeah we came from a lobe fin fish yeah we're lobed fin we fish. came from like the little mud skipper thing yeah and or something our- that is related to a mud skipper and our our lungs are just like they're not internal gills they're actually like air sacs of some sort yeah because some fish evolved to mate they went i think they made it on land right they came to or either they were just using they came to land to either just use resources it was just another... or part of their life cycle was had to be completed on land probably to mate and maybe lay eggs I can't remember. I don't know. Tiktaalik. I remember from vertebrate. Vertebrate biology. Mm-hmm. It was something where they just started using the niche of of, yeah. of the land. Yeah. Because, because I think there were insects on the occup- land at that time. It wasn't occupied before. I think it was yeah. occupied by just plants and... Insects. Insects, right? I think that was it. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Invertebrates. The first vertebrates on land were fish. Oh, all that stuff is so cool. I really didn't like the lab, but I do miss being like wrist deep in a cat. <laughs> yeah, I remember my first cat. <laughs> I didn't do the cat. I didn't do the cat. I mean, there was never a second cat, but. but <laughs> you get had, one cat. I had such a big cat. Oh, my God. Everyone had big cats. No, some people had small cats. Yeah. In, my, well, in my class, at least, I had a big uh tomcat yeah so the huge people behind that had a big male, old tomcat huge ass male tomcat and it took me and my partner like both of us trying like holding her holding one part and me trying to rip the skin back yeah from cut and me just cutting through it because this thing was meaty as fuck it was muscular it's like it was like this cow was a small tiger it's what it was i swear to god in my i just heard you say this cow was a small tiger no <laughs> <laughs> This cat was a small tiger. 
Anyway, get back to your whole videos about geese oh, versus chickens. I think... I can't really remember because I watched it a while ago, but I think he said it was nice because the roosters crow very early, but geese make noise... Not as much noise, but they make noise all the time. And it was... The absolute cutest thing. He was filming, I think, when it got close to the evening. And there's a very specific time when I think the sun starts to go down. Mm-hmm. I think they know exactly that time, or they know it based on the light, that all the all the chickens start to go into the um, into the, the hen house. It's sleep time. And the, the goose will start making tons of noise, being like, Hey man, hey guys, it's time to go inside. Get inside. And he will look around and uh, wait until all the hens are inside. And he will, the goose will check around, make sure all the hens are inside, and just be making all the noise the whole time. Like, bark, 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 bark. The not, whole that's time. That's not the sound geese make. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, just honking, honking, honking. And then the last chicken goes inside. And he, and then only then the goose will go inside. Oh, the goose sleeps with the chickens. The, well, because I think what you do is that you get a very young goose and raise it with the chickens, so it thinks the chickens are its flock. Mm. So it will instantly know to protect uh, the chickens because mm. it thinks it's his family. So are geese geese supposed to protect property or just chickens? Oh, both. Okay. Totally both. Could you get a couple geese, or do you, is it a problem if you have more than one geese? I have no clue. This guy, the video that I saw, he had one goose to protect his whole flock of chickens. Because um, I, I think they will protect them from, um, if anything, sniffing around or mm. gets through the gate. They will make a whole ton of noise. Um, and They probably scare off like a fox or something. They would probably make a lot of noise. A goose, I do, imagine. They do lock up because they are locked up with the hens. Yeah. But like, I guess if anything during the day tries to come by... That goose will do its best to fuck up whatever's coming. I don't think a goose could fuck up a coyote, but I think a goose would at least scare off a fox. Oh, uh, probably. A goose on its own, a goose might scare off because foxes aren't pack animals, but no, coyotes they're so- are. Yeah, they're like solo hunters. Coyotes are just small wolves. Mm. Yeah. They are. They're. They're like in between foxes and wolves. But they're actually a type of wolf. Uh, yeah, I guess they're closer to. Two dogs. I think they're they're actually like classified as a type of wolf. Are well then what are are foxes not a type of? No, they're they're a dog. Where did they're a canine? But aren't well wolves are canines. Yes. So what's the difference between exactly? What is yeah? I want to know what's the difference between a coyote and a fox. The coyote is a species of canine native to North America. It's smaller than its close relative, the gray wolf. Uh, okay, let's go coyote versus wolf versus fox. There we go. Fox. It just gives us a bunch there, of pictures. What's the difference between a fox, wolf, and coyote? Right there. I want to know who is. It's just going to give us physical related, descriptions. Who is more related to wolves, 
Well, I mean, I guess obviously. I guarantee coyotes. you, the coyote is more yeah. related to a wolf. So I guess, I guess smaller foxes... cousins of gray wolves, and the foxes, and the foxes are the smaller cousins of the coyotes. Oh, okay. So yeah, fox I guess is most distant from wolves. They're so cute. Wolves. Oh my god, they're little doggos. They're big doggos. They're real big doggos. You want to see what looks like a wolf and a fox mushed together? Um. Oh, I wish I could. I wish I could remember the name. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. A fox is of the genus Vulpes. A coyote is of the genus. Oh, that's what it is. A coyote is of the genus Canis. Mm. Which the wolf is also the genus. So the, a fox and is of a completely A coyote thing. is C. latrans. Latrans? Latrans. And wolf is C. lupus. Uh, but what's fox? V. vulpes. Oh, vulpes, vulpes. Okay. Let me try to find... Cause yeah. there's, I Canis think there's... latrans, canis lupus. That's a fucking awful picture of a fox. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> that's a picture of a fox that almost looks like it has a human face on it. <laughs> There's some stank on that face. He <laughs> Oh my god, okay. Look up look up a maned wolf. This oh. is one of the absolute coolest animals that I can't believe that actually exists. There we go. Maned wolf. Look up look up some what? pictures. Look up the pictures where it really shows the legs. Oh, that's so weird. Look at the legs. They're like little deer legs. Right? Oh, I don't like it. Right? It's like, your brain's like, that's a Pokemon. Because that can't possibly exist. <gasps> it makes you so uncomfortable. You just... Look right? Like, it's like, uh, what the heck is that? It almost looks like a horse if you take the head away. It looks like a horse with human arms. <laughs> like, it's got human shoulders on it. Yeah. It's weird, right? Ah! It's I bet they can jump a-, a thousand miles in the air. Oh, that thing is like, yeah, like the legs are so. Ah! Oh my god, the puppies! Oh my god, like, we need to pull! Oh my god, the puppies! His eyes are so far apart and kind of lopsided! <laughs> oh, the ears are like taller ears. Ah! Oh my god. Oh my god, look at that picture where it looks so tall, the one with the blue sky. Look at that picture. It look. looks like a llama. <laughs> <laughs> Or an alpaca. He's so... They're so... <gasps> I'm finished. You know what I'm about to say. They got the long bones. <laughs> they got bones. the long bones. They got long bones. <laughs> oh my god. Right? Isn't that absolutely insane? I just kind of want to look, look up like the 10 weirdest animals. Oh, there's so many things. That's gonna, where I found the main... They're, that's they're, where I found they're all gonna, the main wolf. They're all going to be fish though. No, there's tons of. It would have to be weird mammals. You'd have to be fish or vertebrates. You'd have to specifically look up mammals. Let's see. Yeah, like well, platypus is automatically one of them. Strangest. I didn't realize that platypuses didn't have nipples. Don't they have something that just leaks milk yeah. and then the, the babies so, just lap it up? Apparently, the going belief is that mammary glands started yeah. as sweat glands. Oh. And then over time, they developed into like actually producing nutrients oh. for babies to like just lick off. And then they and then nipples evolved. Oh, that's super cool. Uh, so there's probably a whole bunch of mammals that we don't even know about that were like in between 
Probably. So, like, if you look at um, Terror Bird, Strangest Discoveries oh of 2015. Oh, my God, please tell me what a Terror Bird is. Live Science. Aw, oh, Peacock Spider. Peacock Spider. Ah, Itty Bitty Jumping Spider. I want a I wanna pet jumping spider. I think that would be so cute. Terror Bird. Ten foot tall flightless bird chasing prey with its hooked beak. America from about 50 million to 1.8 oh, million years ago. This is this was the bird that was in um what was it? Something thousand BC. It was the serious version of the movie with Jack Black and when they they start out being cavemen and they end up being like Roman Oh, again. year 1. Year 1. But it's like the serious version of that one. It was like 2000 oh, BC. Oh, yeah. Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's what was that attacking was in them in the beginning of the movie. Really? Okay, I don't yeah, remember that. Yeah, it was that, I, I think. Well, that's definitely extinct, though. Dementor wasp. What the? Is that actually... So these are all extinct animals. Oh, I don't think these are necessarily extinct. Hippo-sized vacuum cleaner. That picture looks like something that does not exist. Yep, that's like before whales happened. That looks like the step between when fish came on land and they were like, nah, let's go back to the ocean, and then they became whales. Skeletorus and Sparkle Sparkle Muffin. Muffin? Sparkle Muffin. Excuse me, what? It's oh, worth overcoming on. arachnophobia to get a good look at these two beauties, endearingly dubbed Skeletus, Skeletus, Skeletorus, and Sparkle Muffin. They can't. Why? Okay, come on. I mean. Oh, it's a peacock spider. That's it. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, you could have had a picture. Four-legged snake, pig-nosed rat with vampire teeth. Okay. T-Rex's vegetarian, vegetarian cousin. cousin. I wanted mammals. These are not, those are not mammals. No, that's a bad, yeah, that's, there we go, 20, exists, so those are things, that's, all right, this is board panda, so, this is quality pictures, pink fairy armadillo. Oh, yeah, those are so cute. Armadillo. They're really cute. Oh! Everybody who ever watched Zabumafu, Zabumafu knows what an ayai is. Come on, this is basic shit. Uh, I don't like it. They're kind of like. They look kind of like Nosferatu, but that, in animal form. That is a creature that has... N- the, what? What is the evolutionary... Okay, I get the evolutionary benefit of the ears. But why is it so sparsely hairy? If people are listening know, to this and want to know what we're looking at, it's called an eye-eye. It's an A-Y-E-A-Y-E. One of their fingers... I remember this from Zabumafu. One of their fingers is extremely long, and that's... To go into crevices in bark and scoop out uh, insects in bark, they can they can scratch into it. Yeah, one of their fingers right in is, the middle there. I think maybe the middle finger. The there we go, wolf. maned wolf. Look at that! Look at that nice wolf. That's Such a, a good looking animal. wolf. Tufted deer, I've seen before. Oh yeah, they have little teeth. Dumbo, Dumbo octopus ah, is a classic. Patagonia Patagonia Mara. Oh yeah, they've got those at the Greater Vancouver Zoo. The naked mole rat. Kim Possible, come on. Your wadi dolphin. Oh, the derp dolphins, yeah. <laughs> I've oh! seen those before. I remember the seeing this. They just... 
<laughs> the tiny little head. The giraffe deer. Oh my god. The dugong Pokemon. It's basically like it's a manatee. Isn't that literally a, du- a Pokemon? Did they just take... No, what's the Pokemon that's literally like a, just a dugong? This is... I don't know. I'm going to look this up right now because... It's, come on. Oh, it's called dugong, but they spell it D-E-W. Oh. Okay. But it's literally just that animal. Look at it! Look at it! Look at it! It's the same animal. They just spelled it wrong. It's pretty And similar, it's pronounced yeah. the exact same. The Barbarossa is just like a pig that I think that's the animal that oh impales itself. Yeah, if, with the, its if, own if they don't manage their tusks, they get too long and impale themselves. Neat. Lamprey. Yeah, Fossa. Neat. Star-nosed mole. Yep. Know about that? Sanda Kalugo. That's an interesting looking animal. Zebra Duker. Yeti. Well, that's interesting. Oh, I forgot about the Yeti crab. Oh, superb bird of paradise. The blobfish. Everyone knows about the blobfish. Mm-hmm. Cantor's giant soft-cell turtle. Yeah. Gobi Jerboa. Oh, they're so weird looking. Look they're at those kangaroo. legs. They're just kangaroo mice. Yeah. Japanese spider crab. Oh, fuck. I forgot that they were that big. Holy shit. 20 more weird animals you didn't know exist part two. I just want mammals. What about extinct mammals? Extinct mammals are like North American mammals. Those are the cool megafauna. Things. Yeah, like that. It doesn't make for good podcasting though, because people can't see it. None of this makes for good podcasting. We should probably stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we can describe some things. Kangaroo mice. That's assuming people know what a kangaroo mouse is. I mean, you could just look up uh, weird animals that exist, and you can see all the shit that we're seeing right now. I love like old megafauna stuff. Mm. Like the like sloths that were as big as like giant sloths, mm. and like uh, I think it's called the hell pig. Yeah, yeah. And then the the short short nosed bear. Yeah, I used to watch all these different shows about on on the Discovery Channel about just like huge megafauna and like who would fight with who, like based on like fossil evidence, who looked like they killed who. Like, if there's two different species that were, like, most commonly predator and prey. Or if it was just, like, two predators that just, like, killed each other. Man, humans fucked up a lot of stuff, didn't they? You need to drink more. I'm on my third glass of wine here. Are you serious? Yeah. Holy shit. You need to catch up. I'm going to stand up to go pee in a minute. I also need to go pee. And I'm going to I'm gonna be super fucked up. So. <laughs> you need to catch up a little bit. Right, I'm okay. already feeling it sitting in the spinny chair. I mean, I put a lot of rum in my first drink. Put a lot of vodka in mine. Touche, motherfucker. Bring it on, bitch. Bring it on. <laughs> Fight me. Fight me. Okay. Um, I think... Did we finish talking about chickens? I think we exhausted our... Oh, I was going to tell you, Jack, when I went and visited him in the UK, yeah. his family was renting a house with ducks in the pond. Oh! They weren't friendly ducks. But every day at around six, they'd start going because they demanded food. Oh, <laughs> so cute! And I think over time they got jacked up by foxes. Oh, yeah, yeah. They needed a duck house. They had such a big property when they were out there. They had a tennis court and Man, a pool. If you have a tennis court and a pool, you can build a duck house for them ducks. <laughs> like you can build a duck. <gasps> you can build a duck mansion right you could have a duck mansion with a slide and you could watch duck? those ducks slide down the wall 
I want to live this reality, Liam. I want... Okay. Next on the hobby farm is we have a whole bunch of ducks. Have you ever seen videos of ducks, baby ducks going down duck slides? I probably have. All right. We're, I'm sorry. I'm sorry people listen to this podcast, but you got to... If you're, if you're listening... Everyone, everyone right now who's listening... You got to go to YouTube. Google, we're going to real time... You got to experience with this... You got to experience this with me right now. And we're going to go... Duck slide. <laughs> we're going to go... Ducklings... Duckling slide. Slide. Here we go. Oh no! Here we go. That's a duck slide. <gasps> oh, I've seen this. Oh my god! And they eh. just—they do this because it's fun. They get—they understand fun. They choose to do it. Like nobody's oh. forcing them to do it. <laughs> At the top, they're like, "Are you gonna do it? Are you gonna do it?" All right, let's let's skip forward. This is a ten-minute fucking video. Oh, oh there's so many. Is it gonna go down? Oh, ah! here it goes. Okay, so the one we're looking at at about fifty seconds. Oh, oh, there it goes. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Oh, they, oh, they run right back up. Maybe it's because the rest of them are at the top. They just want to hang out at the top. I mean, at one point they. Should they probably make the decision, I'm going to go down. Come on. The video I saw was like they just cycled around. Yeah? Oh my god, that's so cute. I do need to know though, because the second hit was Duckling Side Cruel. What? The second suggestion, and no, I need to know. I don't like that. No. How about let's not walk? No. Let's not walk. This might be the one I was watching. Here we go. Do, 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 do. There we go. They're just going That's up. That's literally the same thing. That's the same thing from a different... Ah! Oh my god, look at them go. They go up. Oh my god, they love it. Oh my god. They probably like to hang out with each other because it's warm. There's The heat lamp is probably right there. Yeah, there it is right there. <laughs> oh my god, look at them go. Oh, they're just... They're just going down that water slide. Ah! They do look like they're making the decision to do it, though. Oh, yeah. They're they're looking like they're, they want to do it. It's like crows that will grab um, in, in the winter months when there's snow on roofs. They'll, they'll grab flat things. They'll find something that's flat and use it as a snowboard. Oh, yeah. 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 I've, well, I've seen, I've seen videos of crows just like sort of falling down and flapping yeah. in the snow. But there was one video, I swear, a crow had, like, a flat piece of something. They had a flat piece of garbage, and they were using it as a snowboard. I've seen people do it. I was people. I've seen crows do it uh, on top of roofs. Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, without any snow, just, like, on top of the shingles. Oh! There was, like, there was a woodpecker who used to peck the shit out of my parents' chimney when we lived in Coquitlam. Yeah? We rented this house, and when we moved in, it was, like spring and summertime they yeah. just it was like six o'clock in the morning da, 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 da. it was like the metal <laughs> chimney and would come out of their because, the fireplace because they're cheating right because they want the whole idea is who has the the, the loudest, loudest peck. Yeah. peck yeah no the woodpeckers in my in my area did that as well because you'd hear just like super loud just like bang 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 bang, bang. okay uh they put a tray of food at the top of the slides the ducklings try to get the food off the tray but fall down the slide. They oh. run up as fast as they can to get back to their pack and to get to the food. There's several people who are saying this. Oh, 
Oh, so they're almost falling down the slide? Yeah. Because they're too packed. Yeah. Aww. Well, they're trying to get... Apparently, there's food at the top somewhere. Oh, maybe? It oh, looks like they're, they're pecking at something. something. Yeah. Maybe it's for them to get exercise? I don't... I mean, then again, you could just let them outside. Duckling food torture slide. Torture... What the fuck? I don't... I don't like that. Let's see if this one highlights... Oh, there's like food just out of reach of them, and they when they try to get at it, they fall what? down the slide. No. Oh, so they get it and then they fall because it's like a treadmill. Or no, they, they just, just can't quite reach it. Oh, what? Yeah. But why? What does it say on that thing? Oh, it just says like Jefferson County Farm. What? What? Jefferson County Farm why? Bureau. I don't know. It's a county fair. But like, it's a bunch I mean, of why does this exist? Because it's fun to watch. Well, I mean, we're enjoying it. I did not enjoy it. Du- I thought ducks, it was very sad. Ducks are we're like, hey, look, the ducks are choosing choosing to go down the slide. They're not even trying to hide the fact that they're just tr- forcing the ducklings to go down there. Mm. So that first video we watched where they were going down the slide, which it looked like the same slide. So maybe there was also food at the top and they were just falling. It could be. Um, the setup doesn't Everything look like... I know is a lie. The setup doesn't look like there's enough... Oh, there could be... Oh, yeah, there's totally food in that trough <gasps> up there. Is that what they're pecking at? Yeah, there's totally... Yeah. Oh, See, that's... they jump at it to peck at it. Yeah, I oh, see it now. Oh, that's so sad. I thought that thing was like a starting line decoration. Yeah. Everything I know is a lie. All the questions have been answered. Everything I know is a lie. Are any of these? Are they all? They're all exactly the same. That's these ones. That's super sad. Is that the only place? Oh, those guys are just going straight down the slide for sure. Oh, for funsies. Yeah, did you watch that? How are they getting back up though? They just hop off and climb back up. See, this guy's just like. See, that guy did it for sure. Ah, that guy. Okay, that's cute. That guy totally, like, there's no question about it. <laughs> yeah, there's no food involved. They're just like, it's probably because they want to go in the water. He looked down it, and, he's and like, then he jumped. I'm going. Or maybe it's because there were other that's ducklings probably down the there. O- well, I mean, that is the only way to get in. It could also too be. too small to get Piggies! <gasps> Random piggies. Um, so we're going to have some pot belly pigs, too. We got to go. We got to go. Because my cousin's pig. He's he's it's like he says it's like having a dog. Yeah, we got we gotta go up we gotta go up to the Coonies and finish visit him and visit his piggy. Mm, yeah, we gotta. Cause even says, if this COVID thing hasn't blown over, we're just gonna be like, sorry, we're just we're coming up to see your pig. We need to see your pig. <laughs> I'm gonna go pee. Me too. I got pee. All right, we'll be right back. And we're back. So I just peed in the sink. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I mean, that way we don't have to wait. Yeah, <laughs> we only it's, have one it's much more efficient. When I used to live at home in my parents' place, we had a sink in the basement by where we would hang out. That's where we'd record, record our podcast. And I had my, my nerd hovel set up. 
mm-hmm. and it wasn't until the last six months or so that I started peeing in the sink because I got <laughs> tired of going upstairs to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And like I was, <laughs> I don't know why it took me longer to start doing that long to start doing it. Because it's it's essentially a urinal. Well, we used to Except wash. Except you have r- running, you can have running water in it. We used to wash Sadie in that sink when she got shit stuck to her butt. Oh yeah. So like, y'all gonna tell me that you have <laughs> shit in there, but like piss is like. Piss is a hard no. Especially like diluted piss because I drink a lot of water. Yeah. You have more wine. I'm that's anyway that's how i justify pissing in the sink oh yeah i don't think my parents are ever going to listen to this anyways <laughs> unless unless they you tell them about it and they decide to listen to every i feel like that would be kind of like i think they know i don't know they I, know do they actually know have you talked about it with them actually not openly um but i've posted it on my facebook mm. And most of my friends don't have any more than 30 people on their Facebook. So back in the day when I posted on Facebook all the time, Mm -hmm. uh, I think I probably took up a lot of their Facebook space. Oh, okay. So I'm assuming they saw it and then just decided not to listen to it. Or maybe maybe they are avid listeners. Maybe. And you don't even know about it. Maybe they were one of those hundred people who Maybe they're like, man, Sarah's fucking weird. (laughs) (laughs) She's perfect for our Liam. I wonder if now is the time to be putting out a lot more podcasts because everyone is at home with nothing to do. Maybe. For the people that are already listening. Yeah. No, I mean, for to get new listeners. Maybe just this. Because there was one point where all of a sudden there was like a whole bunch of different downloads, Yeah, in right? December. In December, I got over 100 downloads from like America. Yeah. Which could have mean they downloaded and then listened to five minutes and are like, this is awful. This is dumb. This is... <laughs> you download a podcast called No More Wasted Days. And you're like, okay, this is a motivational podcast. And, and then just we just talk about people... crocodiles and trees. What happened first for like an hour? <laughs> well, that and like just generally bitching about society. <laughs> like there was, no. there was a small hope for this to be a somewhat motivational podcast. But no, that is just it's just us talking about weird shit and just yeah. googling things. The, the No More Wasted Days podcast is more about your, No More Wasted Days for me. Your singles are the No More Wasted Days podcast. When you have guests, it's it's anything. It turns into the Joe Rogan podcast, where it's whoever whoever's on the podcast, that's what you get. Yeah, having Deontay on is pretty good, and Devin too. Actually, they're they're I, they're, they're both I really pretty like good. I really like uh, yours and Deontay's and yours and Devin's podcast. Yeah. Devin, Devin's just so excited about everything. I he love is, it. He is. He brings such a good energy. Yeah, he's he, he he's got a pretty good energy. And Deontay's fun too. I really like having Deontay on. Deontay's really articulate when he speaks. He's extremely and it's articulate. So nice to listen to because yeah. I listened to that podcast and I was like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Like both you and Deontay had like it was like such a good conversation. It's weird too because like Deontay and I have never been like super close. Yeah. Like. We've occasionally hung out one on one, but it's generally in a group when we hang out. Yeah. So most of our like one on one hangout time was is I'd probably say the majority has been on the podcast. Oh okay. And it's just like we do click really well. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. you guys have really good conversations. It's fun. It's fun to have him on. I'm gonna have a no on soon. Oh good. Um, I'm thinking about maybe doing a remote one, figuring out how to do one maybe over Skype or something. Oh okay yeah. I think that might be. Yeah. 
That might be fun to do. Yeah, hopefully the rec- the mic quality will be decent enough. I think it'll be okay. It's always a little weird not doing it face to face. Yeah. Because there's because there's like that those milliseconds of delay. It's like and what? Okay, no. But I want. <laughs> or you go ahead. <laughs> like, oh jeez, yeah. Like, I feel like everyone's been experiencing that in meetings lately. Fucking working from home meetings and like dealing with like yeah it's not so... dealing with people who have never done video calls before well at least with my work we have we for for my work we use google everything so everybody knows how to do google suite no problem so we use google hangouts every time and there's no problem and... i feel like maybe i don't know correct me if i'm wrong but there's inherent like the the population of your work is probably generally a lot younger than the population of my work. Oh, I mean, there's there's definitely a, a young crowd at my work and there's definitely an older crowd at my work. And like they all know how to use the Google suite because my work chose Google to be the complete like, um, I don't know, infrastructure of all of our doings. So it's all Google, right? So we use all the Google apps. Uh, we Except do everything docs. through Google. Hmm? Except Docs. No, we use Google Docs too. Instead of Word. Well, I mean, I mean, I use. And use PowerPoint instead of slides. Well, I use I use like the Microsoft suite for things because Google, oh, like, for things that I need to collaborate with, we'll use Google Docs if if there's things that we need to keep track of like projects, but like. For things like making slides, PowerPoint is just so much better than Google Slides. It could just be that I started out with PowerPoint, so I know how to use it. And like now that I have, because before like all this week, I didn't have access to my uh, work computer when I was working at home. Mm-hmm. And it was abs- it was so rough trying to figure out things, how to do things in Google Slides. Like everything, I'm like, how do I do this in Google Slides? And I had to Google it. Google how to do things in Google Slides. Mm-hmm. When in PowerPoint, I'm like, I already know how to do all this. Like, I, there's so many things I, I couldn't do in Google Slides. Like, I couldn't save images as a picture in Google Slides. Maybe there's a way to do it. Maybe, I don't know. But, yeah. Like, now that I have remote access <laughs> to my work computer, uh, to our building downtown, oh, my God, it's, it's made an enormous difference in my ability to actually get things done. Yeah, I just find, like... There are just some people who don't understand how to use, like, cameras, webcams, and, like, just figuring out. Most people on my team are pretty good, but, like, I've been in a a couple, like... So I'm in the fisheries management team, which consists of about a dozen people. Yeah. Um, Sorry, the sustainable fisheries framework team, which consists of about a dozen teams. Yeah. Fisheries management is about 40 people. Okay. Um. And we had a like a large call the other day, and there's people with cameras that are like. Is that is that when you were, a meeting started and you were like, a lot. Because <laughs> I remember looking over at your computer and there was about, forty different webcams going yeah. on your screen. <laughs> yeah, it was like um. There's just like people with like webcams pointing like, and the bottom of their webcam starts under their nose. And you can only see their eyes, and then the rest is just their that, ceiling. I mean, at that point, like, just turn off your webcam. Like, just fucking adjust your laptop. I don't know. Like, I don't. I maybe because you can see yourself on the screen. Yeah. So yeah. Maybe somebody looked at that, and they're like, 
that's fine and there are a lot of people like this isn't working i don't know why and emailing me because i was the one who tried to like i was the one who tried to help people set up hangouts and the problem is like they're like how why isn't this working help me help me fix this but i've never had any trouble with mine mm-hmm. so i don't know how to like troubleshoot oh, if, it just, if it just wasn't working yeah i've never had hangouts not work on me it's well, always that's the thing. It's, it's like okay worked. well have you well one of them was using a mac so Oh, well, that's as, soon, as soon as you start using a Mac, I'm like, I can't help you. Yeah. Like, you you fucked up when you chose a Mac. That's, that's like when my parents got iPhones, and they're like, can you help me with this? And I was like, I honestly can't. I can I can look up how to help you, but I can't. I don't well, that's, know. Well, that's the thing, too. It's like, it's like, uh, <laughs> I completely lost my train. Oh, people, they message me. They're like, oh, this isn't working. How do I fix it? I just Google it. Are you just the IT person for a lot of people at No, York? no, not really. There's, but like, for like hangouts. Well, because you were like the one who was like, hey, we should do hangouts. Yeah. And like, they're like, I'm like, hey, we should do hangouts. Because they're like, they, they asked me like, because I made the suggestion before the work at home directive was given. I was oh, like, we should okay. just use hangouts. Because like most people were there already like have a whole a bunch account. of things. Is it because there was a whole bunch of things that people were using? And there was no, like one no, unified? nobody was using video calls or anything, oh, right? Because we're okay. all in the same office, right? We never really needed so to. So nobody really was, when you have meetings, does everybody attend? Does nobody remote? We never did full fishery management meetings. But like, was never, was there never anybody who was like, I can't attend this meeting physically, but I can attend? We just do um, teleconference on the phone. Oh, okay. So, so the phone. Yeah, because with my work, like sometimes there's like people in different buildings. Like, there's that, also that would attend. I also think there's a lot more, a lot more security concerns than in a private company like yours, mm. where the concerns are just about are mostly about like uh, industry secrets and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, it's for us, it's just confidentiality. But um, for government, I for assume, government, yeah. it's like we're working on policies and stuff that could drastically affect certain mm, people okay. like i'm not me specifically but just in general yeah like, because because whenever a policy is released there's usually about a year and a half or like 18 months of working on that policy before it's released to the public okay so like there's a lot more security concerns but if there's meetings we uh meet up in a meeting room because we have it's a 18 floor building i don't yeah. think anybody's on the 18th floor i think the 18th the whole building is under renovation right now but um, okay uh uh fisheries and oceans is on floor f- 14 to 16 mm-hmm. um so we have three floors yeah um we never all meet up but um whenever we do have meetings there's a bunch of different meeting rooms right mm-hmm. we've got like 14 different meeting rooms of varying sizes mm-hmm. and they just book the meeting and, and and there's a lot of people who work remotely like people who work in nanaimo we have uh, two people in our team who commute uh, into who come into work two days a week and three days a week they work from home. Oh, okay. Uh, we have one person who works from out of Nanaimo because he uh, he used to be uh, at the Pacific Biological Station where he do he was on D- in D- DFO science. Okay. Um, I don't think any of this is confidential. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Largely unrelated, but every now and then uh, there's like protests downtown, and they're like protests like climate stuff, and like my 
uh, my supervisor. Did they, did they protest like on your street? Like, um, a right couple a couple weeks ago. Uh, you know the day where you didn't have to come into work on Monday, whatever that family day or whatever. Yeah, that was probably family day. They were staging a protest that day, and they were doing a sit-in oh, on the yeah. second floor. Um, but it's quite often about climate stuff, mm. and my supervisor was like, "I don't think they realize." Uh, environment and climate change Canada moved down the street like they're not even they're at the wrong building because <laughs> oh like, it was like a lobby area that they were yeah you can the, the second floor is uh, there's access to the public in the second yeah. floor right? so that's where they were right so that's, um, oh that's kind of funny <laughs> it's like it's like you guys okay I feel like there's somebody who just like comes down the elevator opens everybody with the picket signs turns around and he's like hey guys um they're across the street now. If you yeah. want, if you want to pick it at them, <laughs> yeah. We're just the DFO over here. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what was I saying? Okay. Yeah. People commuting. Um, so if people can't come in, like every two weeks, we have a team meeting where we all sit in and we're like update each other on what we're working on. Yeah. And how that's going, and sort of what it looks like in the future. Um, which is so weird that I'm a part of that now. Like, I used to always, like, hear stories about people being in those situations. In, like, like, just meetings? Just meetings and, like, emails and just, like... Yeah, man, you're you're in that Government of Canada life now. Just, like, a professional life. It's so weird. Yeah, it was also very interesting, you know, when... in, In my job, when I got more responsibility, just, like going to, like you have to go to meetings like you have all these meetings that you go to and there are certain meetings that you go to where people where you are the person who knows the most about a certain thing and it's completely wild to me like when i went to i'm a long way from that <laughs> well i mean that's that's because i did you know you work on you do a bunch of experiments and suddenly you are the person mm-hmm. who knows the most about this one thing that will be yeah. a product that will be released for researchers to buy. And they're like, and one meeting they were like, well, Sarah, what do you think about this? And I was like, oh my God. There have been a few times where I've been asked like, do you have any thoughts on this? Like, we know you're new, but is there anything you want to say? And I'm like, I'm still just learning. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just listening. I'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll get there. I'm just a fly on the wall right now. But like I've been, I went to one two-day meeting, um, for a specific management of a fishery, and they're like, um, they're like, so Liam, do you have any thoughts uh, or opinions? On like, you know, do you have anything to say? Uh, that has nothing to do with the story I'm telling. Anyways, um, they would go to other people, and they're yeah. like, I've only been here for two years. Like, I know I have, there's still so much. Like, I've been here for three months. Like, the learning curve at this job yeah. is so incredibly long. There is yeah, so would, much to know. I would imagine, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Especially people who have been here two years are like, hey, man, I'm just learning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Um. So anyway, we have when we have meetings, people just call into like the teleconference line and stuff like that. So people right? are just, it's just like voice then. Yeah. It's, well, I mean that's what we do at, at work yeah. as well, right? Yeah. People don't. People don't. Uh, it's not like a Skype call. Yeah. Like people just you know communicate through voice on on Google Hangouts. Yeah. But um, so I was like, 
I was like, most people have Google accounts. Let's just use Google Plus. Yeah. Right. And they're like, okay, well, do you want to figure that out? Do you want to sort of get that um, figure out? You know, maybe look at different video options. Um, and then I was like, I know Google Hangouts is free. I've used Google Hangouts in the past, so that's what the information that I'm going to give. Yeah. Right? It's super easy. I would I would recommend it. It's what we use, and it. You you use you use Google um, Hangouts. Uh, Google Meet. Is that what the video conference is? I was watching you the other day. It was meet.google.ca or .com. Or a Hangouts meeting. It was like, it's usually yeah, join Google. Yeah, but the Google. meeting, meeting, Google meeting is yeah. uh, a paid tier of Google Hangouts. Is it actually? Yeah. Oh, so maybe it's just a corporate thing that we have it. Mm-hmm. So that's the paid version. But Google Hangouts oh. works with up to 25 people for free. Oh, okay. But you, so can't, we... you can't do, you, you can still... Um, you can still send like links and like do like set up times and stuff. Yeah. But there's a lot more functionality to Google Meeting. Yeah, because we we have one. There was one meeting that I was attending that there was about eighty people on. Yeah. It was a scientific seminar where someone who was just going through what their because we've been trying to stem cell has recently been trying to introduce more meetings about what people's research was about, like the different employees, like. Uh, it'll start like with, masters and PhD research. Yeah, like what people did for their PhDs because it's so it's super interesting. Like usually it'll start with what they did for their PhD and how it segued into what they're doing now at stem cell. And like I think I think recently stem cell has been trying to really get into the more like sharing sharing of science. Mm-hmm. And it's like I've attended every single one of those so far. There's only been two, but it's always been mm-hmm. very interesting. And uh. Yeah, people have been really getting into more like uh, just uh, basic science, like getting mm. into what people have been doing for their PhDs, what people have been doing for research, and I don't know. It's always extremely interesting. Yeah. So I anyway, I looked at Google Google Hangouts, and I was like, hey, guys, we should use Google Hangouts. So I sent this long email, and this whole thing, people didn't follow my email. They just tried to join, and like... They didn't follow the instructions. They didn't install the video plugin, and oh. things weren't working for them, and I didn't I mean, know why they weren't working. Anyway, so I then, feel like this is what IT deals with, because I'll be like, hey, IT, I have this problem, and they'll, the first question they'll ask me is, did you follow the instructions? Like, when I was trying to get my remote desktop to work, yeah. they're like, did you confirm that you installed the thing correctly? And I was like, yes. <laughs> like, I followed the instructions. And, it, yeah. So, I'm, I'm guessing that the number one problem with IT is people literally not looking at the instructions properly and just trying to, like, do it. Yeah. So, um, anyway, in, like, the Google Hangouts, like, someone was in the group team was like, so, because we pay for the Microsoft suite, we have access to uh, MS Teams, which is oh, like, Microsoft Teams. Yeah, it's like another. Um, it's another thing from Microsoft. That's basically it's basically Skype. It's basically Google Hangouts. It's a chat service, and you press a button, and it calls everybody, and then a video like, you know, yeah. you know what it is. It's another one yeah. of those. So now, whenever I boot up my computer, I get Skype loads up, oh. Hangouts loads up, and MS Team loads up. Oh jeez. And it's just like, Lord. <laughs> You and need, now people are using Zoom too, and they're like you talking. To be about, like, you need to be like, "Hey, everybody, we need to re- unite under one chat religion, and that's going to be Google Hangouts." Well, that's like the fight, like the thing that always frustrated oh, me. Oh, but you don't get the paid version though. No, okay. but that's fine. It still I works guess, just as I good. Guess, 
Well, do you... It's what? How many people? 25. Do you have more than 25 people needing to be in a hangouts at one time? Rarely. Then it should be fine. Then just do one. But I think I think I think Zoom allows up to Zoom is like there's one presenter and you can have up to 100 people. Oh, just viewing? Yeah, but everyone had their video cameras on and we're talking. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I've it's too many it, there's too much and everyone's using different ones and it drives me crazy and it's the same <laughs> problem i had with my cell phone because everyone like when it was like i had texting i yeah. had hangouts yep. i had facebook messenger yep i had whatsapp and oh, now there's like there's yeah. other things there's like line right what? there's there's a there's a text there's a a messaging service called line i've never heard of that uh there's another one um Oh, what's the other one? It's incredibly common in, like, corporate. Um, I need to Google this or else I'm going to go crazy. Um, in the corporate In corporate world, world yeah. I, I have no clue. Um, the only thing I can think of is LinkedIn, but I don't think they have a chat service. Slack. 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 Never heard of that. Really? Nope. You have, because Taylor's talked about Slack before. Then I just don't remember, because my brain was like, that's not important. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. For me, my brain was like, Google Hangout team, rise up. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Has she actually talked about that? Yeah. Well, she's mentioned, like, in her Slack channel. Oh, yeah, I was like... My brain was like, that's not important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Working from home was weird. Yeah. And talking about it, I'm honestly kind of finding myself, like, missing working at work a little bit. I miss I miss uh, going in and having lunch at noon every day. <laughs> because the problem with working at home, I feel like every day is the weekend, and I've been... Oh, yeah, just... Just pour that wine. Oh, now it's going to my glass. All right, we went through one bottle. I think we're good. I'm pretty fucked up. I'm also very fucked up. Because we we also had... You had had a rum and coke, and I had a vodka soda. Oh, yeah. That had definitely more than a couple shots. Oh, yeah? I just kind of poured, like, maybe a fifth. I filled about this much with rum, but... This much. I'm so fucked up right now. What was I talking about? What was I about oh, to talk uh, about? Working, not working at home. Yeah, I miss, I miss, yeah, because every day feels like the weekend. I feel like I'm eating much later because we cheat, we cheat on the weekends. Yeah, but you don't start eating till later. Yeah, but like, I miss eating at noon because that, for me, that's like my schedule. And because every day feels like a weekend now, I'm eating until 10, where I you would usually just eat until about 8 or 9. Before I moved in, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm a bad influence on you. Because you keep snacking, and it makes me want to snack. I like, need to I stop would, snacking. I would, well, we're running out of snacks. 
Yeah, we're trying we to, to not to buy tomorrow. more snacks. We're just eating our snacks and then getting and then not accumulating more snacks. Because mm-hmm. so, I would, I would be, I used to be so good at the sixteen-hour fast, eight-hour eating window before you <laughs> moved in. Because you eat late and you're like, you want some, and I'm like, well, of course I want some. Do I say, do you want some? I feel like I don't. No, no, you don't. But like. <sighs> Because the other day when you went and got that donut and that cinnamon bun, that was you. That was you before me. But that was, I was eating before nine. Yeah. So I could eat at. I should try to stop eating by 10. Should be my cutoff time. Yeah, join me in my not eating late. Because you, you. But I don't like eating early. That's the thing. I like to start eating when I'm done work. Yeah, that's, that's your sketch. For me, I, the perfect thing for me is to eat at noon. Or later. I can eat from noon until 2, no problem. I can wait until 2, no problem. And to stop eating from 8 to 10. That's usually when I... I try not to eat past 9. That was mainly when before you moved in. <laughs> now, especially now that we've been working from home. Because, like, you have snacks. And I'm like, well, I also want to participate in the eating of snacks. <laughs> but when you don't... These last few days, you haven't started to eat until 3 or 4. Yeah, because you don't eat until... Th- I don't know, because it's like, I feel weird eating before but when you we're, eat. But when we're, when we're working from home, there's no rules about needing to take a break. So you could just work right up and, and just take your yeah, lunch break at the end of the day. That's pretty much what I've been trying to do. It's what I've been trying to do. because. And for me, that's so much nicer because like... Yeah, you get a longer fast. Well, it... And you don't have to have so much food at the But end then the you day. get more free time. Yeah. You know, like you're not, when you take that break, you know you have to go back to work. Mm-hmm. I mean, in all honesty, I'm probably taking about an hour's worth of work break anyways. Um, just getting up and walking around and going outside. On Doing the squats. Just trying to. <laughs> keep the blood in my brain. Hanging out. Getting some fresh air in the balcony. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things that, that we've been doing. It's just like going out on the balcony. Just, just r- like wrapping, wrapping up. yourself up in a blanket. You could have tea when we do that. We could make ourselves. We should, we should make ourselves some of that that Bengal spice that tea. That Bengal spice tea and sit and out, out on the balcony. the balcony. Yeah. We need to make that balcony nice. We need plants on the balcony. Yeah, I need to plant my succulents in the planter that we have. It'll take you two minutes. I know it only takes two <laughs> minutes to do that. I just the problem is I have to look up how to propagate properly, because I have some of the leaves of my succulent that have actually started to bud, mm. and produce roots, and I need to know how to. Make it so that they will be the most successful at actually making new Just plants. Just shove them in the dirt. I honestly think that's all you have to that's do. That's probably all you have to do. Because how else would they do it in the wild? Because I know, I know that for... Um, you could just put them on well, top of the Well, a lot of them, a lot of them died. Only now they're really starting to propagate. The ones that have... Because if you look at the bottom of my succulent, there's a bunch of dried up ones. And those just straight up died. Yeah. Those leaves shriveled up and died. So I think if you keep them moist, or maybe it's the time of year, they're suddenly able to survive way more. Because two or three of them have literally started to produce tiny buds of new plants. And one of them has a big, huge root that's trying to grow. It's <laughs> so like tomorrow, that's maybe a goal of mine to make that sh- make sure that plant grows. <laughs> maybe. No, we shouldn't. What? See, it's so fucking frustrating. Because at this time of year, now is the time that I want to go to Rona and I want to figure out how to set up our balcony. 
Yeah. Right? Oh, but but COVID. Yeah, because I was going to say, maybe after I go look at that car, I could come back and pick you up and we could go to Rona. Do you think Rona is still open? That's a good question. I can look that up right now. You'd have to call them, I think. It wouldn't be on yeah. Google. Unless yeah. you know Rona's website might say something. I could ask my brother. He would know. He would know. Is he, he goes to bed pretty early. He's probably in bed by now, right? Yeah, we can ask him tomorrow. If I see him tomorrow, maybe I'll ask him. Yeah, he might be at home when you go pick up the, the car to see. Where else would he be? Yeah, well, he might be with my mom. Yeah, he hangs yes. out with mom, my mom, helping him, out, helping her out with errands and stuff. And they go out for coffee a lot, which is nice. Yeah, he goes out for coffee with my mom more than I go out for coffee with my mom. He lives with your mom. Yeah, he li- he still lives at home. You got me. Yeah. I'm your mama now. No, you're not. Say oh, it. My mama. Say it. No. Say it. Absolutely. <laughs> safe word <laughs> we have a safe word in his grandma no <laughs> Liam mainly uses it when I when I accidentally tickle him and when you he doesn't go up my like belly. it <laughs> there's like there's like two circles of about an eight inch radius sort of on either side of my belly button yeah above my your hips. hip it's above your hips yeah or on your hips kind or on of. my hips and yeah. yeah, it's about it starts about like the 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 um It's not like quite all the way on the side, it's more like There's a there's a region of the tickle zone and I know the tickle zone because you immediately withdraw if I try to <laughs> Well no here's get the thing there. here's the thing. My options are withdraw or fr- flail wildly and probably <laughs> hurt you. So like I could not withdraw if that's what you want, but be prepared. Like <laughs> Oh, so Rona's closed at six still, according to Google. And that's the other thing they might do. They might just be reducing their hours. Yeah. So, because I want to set up our balcony. I want I want some greenery. We need, yeah, we need plants. I want a hanging basket. It's at the point where we actually have like the inside of the apartment figured out at this point. We have yeah. all of our furniture. It's not like we just don't have couches anymore. At this point, it's getting like nice outside. And like we could get a couple more hangers the on tree, the doors and the trees stuff. outside are blooming. There's yeah. like cute little birds. Do you think we should get a hummingbird feeder? Are <gasps> hunting hummingbird feeders bad? I've heard they're bad. Are they actually bad? Because hummingbirds need to meet a certain quota of protein and sugar, and when you have constant sugar availability, they just go to sugar. Because they do eat insects. Hummingbirds do eat insects. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, I went over this in my annual animal behavior. So there's like one of the things oh, I really it? liked about my uh, e- yeah. um, uh, behavioral ecology courses is learning about how um, it's just basically graphing animal behavior and using those graphs to figure out different things and like how you can graph like there's like certain comfort areas in which um, Animals will like seek out different foods based on their nutritional needs. Okay. Yeah. So, for example, like, um, for example, moose, mooses, mooses, yeah. moose. I think it's just moose, moose. I think it's just it's like sheep, yeah. like fish. They, they eat vegetation, but 
uh, land-based vegetation doesn't have a lot of sodium in it. Um, yeah. But aquatic vegetation does. So they need to spend a... But it takes more effort to get aquatic vegetation than it does to get land-based vegetation. Because they have to probably go longer distances they have, And they have together. to, like... They have to go into the water and sometimes they might have to dive or something. So they have to they have to spend their they time also, on they land. Also, they also risk predation by orcas, which are their... Yeah. Dude. Orcas are the main predators of moose. What? Yeah. What? Absolutely, what? yeah. Did you not know this? I did not know this. Yeah, man. Orcas are the main predator of moose. Nothing kills moose more than orcas do. Because I mean, orcas, are for? orcas go to the sea for seaweed. You mean mooses go to the sea for seaweed? What did I say? Orcas. <laughs> no. <laughs> moose. Moose. Pre- predator. Orca. Killer whale. Oh, it's killer whales. Well, they're the same. They're the same. Right, thing. they're the same? Yeah. Did you know orca means killer of whales? my understanding of whales yeah oh let me google that just killer whales yeah it's like a killer whales is a bad translation of orca yeah if you look up predator of mo- oh gray wolf i guess is the first yeah predator that's what i was of, gonna say of moose but the second one i guess is oh bears and humans Oh, wait, no, 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 this is about the gray wolf. Moose. Anyway, um, there's a thing where, like, there's, like, you can look at how much time different animals spend. Because, like, for example, insects are much more nutrient and energy rich than um, nectar, right? Well, no, that's what, I, that's what I just Googled right now. I looked up hummingbird protein. And it says, captive hum- hummingbirds drink protein-rich liquid diets, but only because they have no choice. They'd much prefer flower nectar or sugar water for energy and water and a variety of insects and spiders for protein amino acids. So they would rather have so, sugar water and hunt for insects. Yeah, so insects are actually much um, higher densi- density nutrients and energy. Um, but yeah. nectar is easy to get to. But if they spend all their time getting nectar, they don't get any protein and they die. If they spend all their time hunting for insects, they get they don't get enough because energy. they don't get enough energy to sustain their high metabolisms. So they're like, you can actually draw a curve. I'm going to draw this on a piece of paper. Nobody listening can see it. But it's like, yeah, it's kind of like that i can't remember it was it was quite a complex thing but it's like from here to here yeah it's like it's like time versus energy kind of thing right and it's like if they spend this amount of time hunting for insects then they're okay or it was like something like oh i was it was this and then there was another there's another one there's another curve here right okay yeah it was like two curves and then they'd have to you'd have to like get right in the it was in my final part of the final was like it was like for what what course was that for behavioral ecology i feel like i did that too it was a fascinating course i I, it was with the professor that couldn't talk (laughs) 
No, she could talk. That's not fair to say she could talk. She was just incredibly soft-spoken. So when she was talking loudly to the class, her vo- her words were very... Was that the prof that... It sounded like she had like 18 me... pieces of gum in her mouth at any given time. Was that the prof that you showed me the videos yeah. of her lectures? And she was just really quiet. And well, she was just... Yeah. And she said, um, all the time. Yeah. There's she was also... Of... I think she was also German. Oh, so it's just... Because after she ended up getting... One of the things she did while she was... While, um, we were uh, the the guy who raises the sandpipers. Yeah. Uh, did a, oh did yeah. A couple, at SFU. Did a couple lectures. Yeah. And um, apparently SFU is doing research on COVID nineteen. Not surprised. It is a pretty major university. Yeah, like like my work is has been donate. Apparently, I got an email, and apparently, stem cell has been donating donating our pneumocult. Like I guess it's like maybe lung tissue uh media to a whole bunch of different people who are who are doing covid research anyway he did um he did some lectures on sandpipers and their um a lot of the time in behavioral ecology was spent on like mating and um behavioral um decisions um so he 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 covered the lectures for a week while she was in germany trying to land a job at a german school which she ended up getting. So what for she for her for like I guess an advanced degree, like a master's or something. No, she had her PhD. She was trying to get a position because she was oh, a she a was a she was a what's the term for like a lecturer that isn't a tenure. I wouldn't know a lecturer that isn't a research researcher. Um, sessional, okay. sessional. Maybe yeah. Um, she was a sessional, right? Mm-hmm. So every basically, it's really it's kind of sucks to be stuck in that position, because um, you get paid by the semester, right? So you never know if you're gonna have a job next semester. Oh, um, okay, yeah. So if you can go somewhere and get tenure, um, that's kind of then you do like the whole thirty percent, thirty three percent, one third research, one third administrative duties, one third um, yeah. teaching. Yeah. Um. So she. At one point, I never responded to this. I should have, um, but she put up uh, just uh, a thing in our Canvas course, saying, uh, "This is a survey. Yeah. Any notes you have about the way I teach and suggestions for me to be better, let me know, mm. so I can work on it." Because she had to go and give a lecture. Yeah. At uh, against, I think there were like five people up for the position oh. and she ended up getting it and i'm really happy for her um nice it's man i hope maybe she she did better based on the suggestions well if she the thing is here's the thing there's two things one she was incredibly soft-spoken because yeah. i went in i went to um i went to her office hour once to ask her some questions and also she mentioned something about chickens that i thought was fascinating <laughs> yeah. they have something uh, called um uh what was it uh selective fertilization yeah well there's something there's they're obviously they don't psychologically select but there's some way that they can choose because they can mate with several um roosters at once right and there's some way that they can like they can choose which sperm meets the the ovum yeah something like that something like that 
and I wanted her to explain more. So I went to talk to her about it in our office hours. Yeah. And she was super soft-spoken, like whispering. Like I had, you had to be like right up to hear her talking. Oh, weird. Yeah. So talking, obviously talking in front of like a class and having to like talk, talking loudly to her was just normal talking. Oh, jeez. Uh, so I kind of get it. But also, I don't know if English was her native tongue, which is why she was looking for a job in Germany. Oh, okay. Like, so, maybe she was just better at speaking So German. maybe maybe speaking in German. Because her name was, uh, it was, I think it was hyphenated, and part of her last name was Schwartz. Okay. I think. Yeah. Um, which is also a Jewish name. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, she went to Germany. Yeah. To try and get a job there. So maybe she could present better. Yeah. Um, that was a really good course. Fuck. I do miss going to school. I miss learning things. I also miss... I miss learning things that uh, don't immediately have relevance to my job. Like, I miss learning things about just, like, animal physiology. Like, that's one of my favorite things to learn about. Or... Vertebrate biology was one of my favorite courses, too. Neurobiology was also one of my favorite courses. Behavioral ecology was really cool. Oh, behavioral ecology was so cool. And uh, I, when I took fisheries ecology, I ended up enjoying that course the most out of all the courses I took that semester. And I took limnology that semester. Limnology was lakes? It's the study of um, freshwater, water bodies, right? Rivers, lakes, stuff like that. Yeah. That was also really cool. Mm. I miss learning. I'm starting to get to that point. Every time I do a co-op, I get to eventually get to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go back to school. I'm ready to learn more. I'm ready to get going And at this point, you're like, no, you're done school. Yeah, it's weird. You are donezo. It's weird. Like, part of me kind of misses SFU. There's, like, a part of me... That misses working at SFU until late and walking through the hallways when there's nobody there. Oh, yeah? If that makes sense. I don't know. I guess every time I every time I used to work late, really late at SFU, I was doing a research course uh, in this little lab spot in like a, one of the task buildings. Yeah. And I was right by the bus stop, so I would just work late in this windowless area. Hmm. And then I would... By the time I was done, I'd be like, I'm done. It's time to go home. And I open the door, and it's, like, right outside the bus stop. Mm. See, um, I'd have to walk to the parking garage Oh, by the gym yeah. over in West Mall. So you would get a nice little a walk of just all the empty areas. I'd get a walk, and then I'd get on my bike, and then I'd get to ride home for 40 minutes. Mm. And, it, you know, and then I'd get home, and I just wouldn't have to think about it. Fuck. I just realized something. What? I'm probably going to go back and do a master's at some point. <laughs> I mean, it's probably a good idea. I mean, I might I might do that as well at some point. Because you can do... There's there's um, opportunities put in place at your work for you to leave for a couple of years, right? Well, yeah, because, I mean, I think the idea is that they would give priority to people who have worked there for many years. Well, you could be like, hey, I want to go do my master's. And they'll be like, okay, if you go do your master's, we'll save your spot. And when you're done with your master's, you'll have a job. 
I I don't know if that's how it works. Because there's definitely... I I imagine if someone leaves to do a master's, they'll be like, okay, we'll wait for you to come back. Either that or I would train somebody to replace me in the time. It'll be like maybe somebody on contract or somebody maybe that wants a job at stem cell that would start at that position and go somewhere else. Because I know... um... I know the government of Canada has um, certain procedures put in place for people who want to go to school. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. I've never, I've never really looked into it, but that's always been in the back of my mind is going back to school to do a master's, just because I feel like at this point, like everyone, ha- like lots of people have a master's. Like it's almost like, mm-hmm. come on, if you want to be anybody, I mean, you have a master's. I don't know if I should say this. Um, not because I shouldn't be saying this on podcast, but like for the next two years, I'm going to be making a pretty decent wage. If you decide you want to go back and do your master's, like you, you're, you're going to be the bread maker. Now would be the time to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, though, like there's a lot of things. Hap- I mean, I'm at the point in my job where I'm, I'm producing a lot of work. Would they, they probably won't do this. I was going to say, would they uh, supplement you financially? Would they like help out with tuition? Probably, I don't, I don't think that's how it works. No. I've never looked into it though, so I don't know. But I imagine it's like, if you Do they have scholarships? I have no clue. I've never looked into it. But I mean, I know people who have, who have been on leave to do, to go back to school. But I don't think stem cell... I don't know. I've never, I honestly never looked into it. I imagine they're like, the thing that they give you is like, well, we'll know that you've worked here for this long in this position. So, you know, if you're going to take three years off, either maybe like train somebody to be your replacement for a while, or maybe there's enough people in the team that everything that needs to be done for that team will get done. Maybe we'll just have, like, co-op students in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I haven't really looked into it because I'm like, oh, I'll do that, like, way later. But, like, I don't know. I guess I could do it now. Who knows? Um, there's a girl in my team who... I'm not I, quite ready to go back to school. I think... The, <laughs> the, honestly, the research doesn't bug me. The work doesn't bug me. It's the tests. Yeah, it's the being tested on knowledge. If I was like... That if it was like it was like Because you do have to take courses in master's. It's a, yeah. it's a much lighter course load. A much lighter course load. Is it? I don't know much and there's, about... There are, there are a sort of number of uh, credits that you do need to get to get your master's. There are like mastered courses. Yeah master's courses um but there's a lot fewer right because you're still expected to do a thesis mm. unless yeah i don't know i doubt it's like this in um sort of the cellular biology side but in ecology there are practical masters i imagine also for for cellular like cellular molecular molecules cells and physiology there's probably similar things like so the the practical masters is like they're like nine month practical masters or like 12 month practical masters where it's like field work and it's it's um mostly in ecology i think it's like these are the skills you need to be able to work in the field right and that's what that's what emma did that's why she has her master's already 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. Also, I think Emma's like 24. She has her master's? Yeah. Oh, that's right, because she did and that she, program. She, yeah, because yeah, I think she did a nine-month practical master's. Because she did, you know, she did things, you know, she, they went backpacking. And, like, you know, some of her some of her, her exams were when she was out in the mountains. Like, yeah. they hiked out in the mountains. And I was like, okay, estimate 10 meters distance without a measuring tape. Um, uh, use this compass and this map to find Wait, this Wait, estimate location. 10 meters... Oh, visually? Um, no. Like, how would you do it? And it's like, take a step, right? How you, you walk 10 meters and then stop. And how close are you to 10 meters? Oh. Because a lot of ecology is estimating. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if, if I went back to do a master's, it would probably be in cell biology, honestly. That's yeah, and I don't think they have with. the same thing in cell biology. I would probably have cells, I would have media, and I would have an incubator. And that's what my experiments would be. Either that or maybe I would do... Do you have like, an idea what you'd want your thesis to be? I would have to do such a large lit review to even come up with a thesis. Because, like, I don't even know... I don't even know... Because I don't know if with theses you come up with something new or you come up with something that supports a, a larger idea that is generally agreed with or if it's, like, something completely new. Like, I... Any of those. I guess. Um, it depends on how respected you want your thesis to be. <laughs> That's my understanding. Yeah, I don't like, know. That's you could do... Because do, the way my dad explained getting his PhD to me... Yeah, how does that work? Was you could do... Um, a lot of people will either choose to do two easy theses. Um, or two one, theses? Two easy ones. That are like reviews of other people's like repeat experiment. Like... Oh, or, repeating something that is well-known. Or two that are like low effort or something like that. Okay. Or one that is difficult. One that is experimental, it's new, and you have to really back it up. Yeah. Oh. I mean, of course you would do the backing it up one. Like, come on. It would be silly. Yeah, it would be kind of silly to do the... <gasps> I would... My brain is like... I feel like coming up with, you know, repeat experiments for other people's things, like, okay. But like... Coming up with a new idea, I think that sounds so exciting. Yeah. I would want to, oh, I would be so, so much more invested mm-hmm. in doing that. Yeah. Like, oh, I can, my brain's already like thinking about it. Like, like all the weird shit cells do. Like yeah. cells are so interesting. Man, I miss science. My job is not rooted in science it's rooted in law um right it's rooted in theory well it's rooted in management yeah it's like management of people and regulations just as a general overview because legally i'm not allowed to get too in depth oh that's right it's like (laughs) we have the decision we need to make and here's all the information we have Okay. Rifle through this information and make a suggestion on how you would make that decision. Mm. Right? Yeah. Right? So in a way, it's kind of like science. It's like it's kind of like doing your lit reviews and like getting read up on all the different information that's available. But like, I miss graphs. Man, my whole job. I was looking I, at you uh, working and I was like, I saw oh the graphs, graphs and I was like, I was like, I want graphs. 
<laughs> I was I was so I had so much fun today because I figured out how to how to quantify my Western blots because mm. I saw somebody else do it in another paper and I was just like, wait, I have the software that can do this. So that's very similar to what I did with zebra finches when I was working with zebra finches. Oh, with the quantifying the bird song. Yeah. Yeah. Finding a way to quantify birdsong. Yeah, that was me being like, wait, these people did, did that with the software that I have. I can do this too. And then I looked it up and I'm like, I have this, I can do exactly the same thing these people did. And now I have a way to quantify my Western blots, which we weren't doing before, which is like super, I guess because the, the differences we were noticing were so extreme that you can see them on the Western blots. That's... that's... Yeah, quantifying birdsong. Yeah, when you showed me like how to figure out which birds were having which patterns, I thought that was extremely that, interesting. That made me so sad because um, Tony was like, if all goes well, this will go on to be published research. Yeah. And I would be one of the authors on it. I'm Is like, that... That would be great. Yeah. The problem is the master student that had the data that brought in the data from like um, the different um, brain regions, they didn't have the the information on how they did their stuff, so they it 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 was largely unusable data because oh, of someone else, and so because when I was working for him last summer, he was yeah. like, "I should go visit Tony." <laughs> Tony's great. I love Tony. Tony's pretty great. Um, I I wish I he at one point he offered me a position, but at that point I was already working. Oh for really? Him. Well, I think he did. I can't remember if he did because you know when you're talking with somebody, and it's like your brain. When is were you so talking st- to him during the lab? Um, well, he didn't really offer me a position, but he was like, I don't know. He maybe off. He was like, you he should has apply. So many students he was like, you should have, he, Maybe he was like. Because I was telling him, I was like, I already take care of your birds because I work for animal, SFU Animal Care. Mm. When, back when I worked for them. And he's like, oh, well, maybe you should apply. I think he probably just told me to apply. Apply for what? A position. A position doing what? I don't know. Research. <laughs> I Man, know, if some, I could get a research sometimes position. Sometimes people talk to me and I'm just so stressed that I'm like, <laughs> okay. And then people are like, what did they say? And I'm like, I'm not sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, I went and talked to him when I was working in this, with him in during the summer, and I was like, um, so what happened with that? Like, is it is it moving forward? What's happening? And he's like, yeah, unfortunately, like, apparently the master student that did the work and that had the data, like, he was never really happy with them. With the data? The way they what just... What was he not happy there with? There was just something about... I can't remember exactly what it was because there was so much data collected on like brain size. Yeah. And like separating out different things that is like, I don't know. There's always the possibility that he just told me this to make me feel better because my data was trash. (laughs) I don't know. But he's like, unfortunately, he was trying to get a hold of someone to clarify certain things about the data. Yeah. And the data was all over the place and unorganized and yada yada. I remember you were like, "Man, this person didn't organize." And it was like through folders. Yeah, yeah, and it was just like the data was all in one thing. It was something about the way the data was. Yeah. That 
what made it unusable to be published. Oh, that's so sad. So while the data that I had was usable in a preliminary sense. Yeah. And like it could be researched further. Yeah. Um, it was not publishable. Which, Why? Um, because the data that I had was based on the data that they have. Oh. The data that they collected. Right? Oh, and while the okay. data that they collected was probably good, there wasn't a good repeatability path. Right? Oh, because things weren't things were recorded in a way that could be repeated. Yes. I oh, think I th- that's so sad. I think it was something like that. Oh. So, but <laughs> the work I did with him last summer is apparently um a lot of people are really into it. Yeah. Um uh someone he works with there's someone he works with in England who he emails with back and forth you know their research is very closely entwined like he <laughs> the university is looking at giving them like an $80,000 grant to further their research and stuff oh wow yeah um, holy shit so i should get in touch with tony there was an email train that train that i was attached to that i was just kind of you know when you're lurking in an email chain when there's like a lot of back and forth and you're just always cc'd in it oh yeah kind um, of <laughs> there was an e- they were um there was an email chain back and forth between him and so like his old phd student and stuff like and the guy in england and stuff talking about how just covid is affecting their research oh, okay because he's got birds that he's got to look at because <laughs> mm. um, you need people to come in People still have to go. That's that's going to be an essential thing because you can't be, just stop looking after birds. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, animal care is, I think, probably an essential. Because I remember when I was working at SFU, I had to come in on holidays. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to come in yeah. on holidays and I had to come in during the semester break. Mm-hmm. I had no semester break during mm-hmm. the end of my co-op <laughs> and the next semester yeah. because we had to look after the animals. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of a bummer, mm-hmm. but like... I don't know. I guess I got paid. <laughs> Would have liked that two week break though. Man, I'm a, fuck. I'm do. I look, do you miss your birds? I miss my birds, and I miss that. Like when I was I working also, it, I also miss the birds. You remember how kind of like frustrated I was getting, like having to go in and like, and look after the birds almost and do every day. Yeah. Oh, I I remember. I remember because I, I would come Because you had in. to come with me. <laughs> yeah, I remember. You'd come over and you'd stay at night and I'd be like, okay, it's 8.30. we got to get up and go in. Yep. Nowadays, because I'm, for the past month or so, I've been pretty good at getting up before nine on weekends. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be as big of a problem nowadays, but like. Back then it was like I just rough. remember being so fucking frustrated. Like, I can't go do anything because i got to look after these birds. Yep. But I look back on it and like. Just kind of, it was my space. I could do my thing. Like, I mean, the work I do now is quite independent, but I am always surrounded by people. Yeah. I miss science. Yeah, I really liked when I was doing my grad, my um, research course, my research courses, where I was going in and I was in charge of my hours. I had to do a certain number of hours a week and I would go in and dissect mice for hours. 
and do lab work and record data. And that was my that was my my job, my unpaid job. But mm-hmm. I got research credits, yeah. so I was literally helping a professor do research. Yeah, I like miss doing that. I miss being like you yeah. know. I would I would finish with a course with a lecture. I'd go down to the lab, start put on my lab coat, dissect those mice, uh, feed feed the what was it Ascaris beetles. Dermestid. Dermestid beetles. Yeah. The domestic beetles. I would feed the domestic beetles. I what would, would make you feed them? Mouse jerky. <laughs> Did you just feed them dried mice? Yeah, because once I took out the, the skin and the organs of the mouse, because all I was interested were the bones, right? Mm. So I would, I, of course, I would record everything. I would record yeah. the, weight, the weight of the mouse once it was, I think once it was dried maybe as well. I would, I would, I just recorded everything. But once I made mouse jerky, because all I wanted was the femurs. I wanted yeah. the femurs to measure, because I was measuring the the bone, the bone density. The bone length or the bone density? The bone width, I think. Maybe bone width, bone length of the femurs. Um, so all I wanted was the bone. So I, w- I would take off the skin, take out the organs, uh, put, the, put the mouse... I would weigh the weigh boat, the little plastic, you know, cup thing, plate thing that I would put the mouse in. And then I would weigh the mouse, the mouse, just like the bones and the muscle. And then once I had that data, I'd put it in a, um, it was like a, it was like an incubator, but it was without any humidity. So it was like a dehydrator. (laughs) So I would make mouse jerky because, because dermestid beetles don't. They only eat things once they become dried and jerky-like. They only huh. like jerky. That's weird. They won't eat wet flesh. Um, for people who are listening, if they're wondering what dermestid beetles are, they're the beetles that are you that they basically eat all the meat off of bones. They're like what uh, CSI uses to clean bones. Yeah, they, they they're they're used to clean bones. Um, uh, bone collectors usually have them. People yes. who collect full skeletons. Yeah. Um, anybody who is um taxonomists will often use them if they're just trying to have like a complete skeleton because um, they will they will clean the bones so good they'll get every last piece of the meat only thing the that's left in the bones is the beetles <laughs> <laughs> the beetles and their larva and like they will clean the whole like the i'll have little mouse skeletons and little mouse skulls and man do man those mouse skulls are full of mouse larva because they eat the brain Domestic larva yeah I mean, did I see mouse larva? You did. That's a little gross. Yeah, that's a little <laughs> gross. They eat the, yeah, the, the larva love the brains. So I always have to tap. <laughs> I have to tap those little beetles because I have to, well, I guess I didn't weigh it, but I have to get all the beetle shit out of the, the bones. So I'd always have to really try to get those, all the beetles out of the skull because they would be in there eating eating the the brain tissue and all the the you know the skin tissue and everything and they would they would be in there all the time because i think it was just a nice place for them to be <laughs> i guess but yeah i miss i miss doing that that lab work was so fun like I don't it was know, there's so just... there's something so nice about if if i had no sense of smell i could do dissection all day <laughs> It is the sense of smell that is like, mm, a mouse that has just that has just been frozen for yeah. a while, especially the male mice. 
His male mice are stanky. When I was with Environment Canada, we had to... Mice are fucking stinky. Not just on the outside. You cut them open and they're stinky on the inside. <laughs> female mice, I was like, I would do, you know, a couple male mice. and Because every time I do a male mice, I'd be like, oh, okay. And then yeah. I get a female mice to be like, oh, this is a nice break. Because female mice aren't, aren't that stinky at all. Outside or inside. Male mice are made to be stinky. Their whole their whole thing is to be stinky. <laughs> you cut them open and they're stinky. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Oh, when I was with Environment Canada, we had to cut open fish. So we were doing yeah. research on how... Um, how... So how a marine diesel spill, like a spill from uh, uh, like a oil tanker with a diesel engine, affects uh, salmon, right? Yeah. Uh, so we're doing it on coho salmon. Yeah. So we had to we get salmon from the hatchery and we would give them all different. We incubate them at different. Uh, incubate's a weird word. We'd keep them in water with, um, we had these giant, uh, you know, I don't know if people listening are familiar, but, um, you have a hot plate and they're, they have, um, uh, mixing things in them. Oh, little stir bars. Little, little mag- yeah, stir bars. Magnetic stir bars. That so will you turn, stir the liquid yeah. in a beaker. So we had giant ones of those that could hold like a hundred gallons of water. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, and we, God, we must have had a hundred and forty, a hundred and forty twenty-gallon tanks. Jesus. Um, set up for our coho with different concentrations of um, marine diesel in it. Yeah. Um, and we had coho in them. Right? That was the project that you were just helping with, right? yeah okay yeah it was we were doing it in collaboration with the university of victoria yeah and we so they were there was different there was different concentrations and then different um oh what's the word um there's a term for it i can't remember but basically you flush you take the water and you flush all the um all the marine diesel water out and you put new fresh water in okay um and then you do that for 24 hours 48 hours 72 hours and 96 hours and at each time point um you test the fish um when you're removing the the diesel from the water yeah so you take the fish and you kill them and then the next set of fish would be is like the first set of fish for 24 hours the next set of fish for 48 right oh okay yeah um fuck what's the word it's like right on the tip of my tongue. Just uh, having different exposure times to. Well, no, because it was they all had the same amount of exposure time, but it was the amount of time after in fresh water. Oh, I wouldn't know. Oh, God. Anyway, um, oh, it was driving me crazy. <laughs> um, we ha- what we had to do is we had to take those. Yeah. We had to take those fish and. Um, we'd use to euthanize our fish. We'd use something called MS two twenty two, which is um, a standard uh, anesthetic mm-hmm. used for fish. And yeah. the the general standard is using anesthetic to um, use MS two twenty two to uh, 
if you need to sedate the fish for any reason, like if you're transporting them. But of course, like any anesthetic, if you use too much, they just die. Yeah. Oh, so, like if you're if you need to anesthetize fish when you're transporting them. Yeah. If you could, if you need to transport a fish, or if you're doing surgery on a fish or something. Oh, okay. It basically yeah. hijacks hijacks their neurons, right? And it okay. interferes with their neurons, so they don't feel pain and stuff anymore. Yeah. Um. Uh. And then of course we just overdose them, and that kills them. Right? Yeah. It's a yeah. relatively painless experience for them. Um, and we'd have to take them out, and we needed to collect their um, caudal fin or their tail fin and their liver. Um, so what we had to do is, so you, first you uh, euthanize them in the water. You add the MS-220. You put them in a, in a yeah. bucket with MS-222 in, and you wait for them to stop moving. You wait for the, the kills to stop moving. And then to ensure they were dead, you take them out, you lay them out on a paper towel, and you take the razor blade, and you cut their head off. Um, <laughs> and now they're dead. Well, you need to make sure they're dead before you start take, cutting them apart. Oh, okay, yeah. And when the laser bl- razor blade went through their spinal cord, yeah. they twitch. Isn't that just because, like, you're... You're introducing a stimuli to the spinal yeah, you're, cord. Yeah, you're triggering the spinal cord, yeah. right? So you're creating pressure. Pressure, even putting pressure on on nerves sometimes induces a yeah. signal. Yeah. So you tri- you're basically triggering the whole body to do it's, like one final wiggle. You want know crazy? That's the same reason why when you rub your eyes, you see fireworks. Because uh, when you it's the pressure because you have pressure nerves in your eyeballs, mm. and when you stimulate those pressure nerves. It, it it has a reaction as if you're it's changing the physical pressure into visual stimuli like when you rub when you like go ham and rub your eyes that's why you mm-hmm. see fireworks okay because the but eye like, is like when you changing. rub your eyes and then you open your eyes and you can't see anything for a few seconds that I don't know if that's the same thing but it's when you rub your eyes and you see uh, different lights different colors it's because it's changing the physical stimuli into visual stimuli. It's like noise. It's just... It's like how some people can smell colors. But this is like the pleb version. Like we, can, we can all see... We can see pressure. We can see pressure in our <laughs> eyes. You can rub your eyes and then your, bra- your brain sees... Your eyes... Con- your nerve converts that physical mm-hmm. pressure signal into visual stimuli. And that's why you see all those weird firework nerve crazy signals mm-hmm. you can see it you can see when you rub your eyes that's the that's the whole idea anyway did you not have a drink hmm? or we, uh, anyway um anyway we got on this whole thing because i miss science i miss graphs i miss doing science and it kind of make that's why i love my job so much um it's good that you love the job. And I like my job, too. I like the people I work with. Um, I like the considerations that I'm given. Like, mm. I remember we were talking to Bruce that one time. You got him to give us a tour. Oh, a lab the, tour. Yeah, that a was A tour so of the fun. aquatic center, the aquatic research center. Yeah. Um, he said everyone he knows who got a job with the government of Canada yeah. is doing really well. Mm. <laughs> All the scientists he knows. No, it's right. You gonna do real well. Um, and the thing is, 
a few people have retired in the past. I'm sure people retire all the time. It's such a big company. Yeah. Or company, quote unquote. It's such a big, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Um, such a big department. Yeah. Um, but I've noticed in the past few months, with there have been a few people who have retired. I think people just like to retire before summer. I think probably April and May are big retirement times. Oh, they start their so retirement. So they can start their retirement in, in the, the summer. summer. Oh, okay. Um, I think there have been three or four people in the past month who are coming up on their retirement. Yeah. And they've all been in like four or five different sections of the DFO. Oh, okay. Um, so it's a super normal thing yeah. to bounce around within any department. In the DFO? I mean, in any branch of the government. Oh, the government. In, in, any, in any department, right? Yeah. Um, Environment Canada, Department of or Fisheries and Oceans Canada. Um, uh, so, like, if I can get a, what's called an indeterminate position, um, then you can take that and you can be like, "Well, I want to go over and see what's going on over here." Oh, so you just you're like a sort of almost contract, but within the within the company you just, can move around laterally you're just moving around laterally there's a lot of lateral movement and then you yeah. can move up a little bit and then you want to go see what's over there and then you move over there okay right? that's how um chris got his job in environment canada because um the guy that he was Who is chris again the guy that used to work with at stem cell oh that's right because yeah. <laughs> i i felt i feel like one of your old supervisors was named chris craig craig that's what I'm thinking of. Craig was so chill. I miss the fuck out of Craig. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Um, Craig seems like the most chill person. He was, he was. He seems like so nice to work with. I loved Craig so much. Sometimes I'd walk into the lab after doing computer work. Um, and he'd just be like, he'd be like stretching. Like he'd have his like leg up on like the counter, like <laughs> leaning into it. And he'd look at me. He'd laugh. He'd be like, computer work, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, nice. Uh, fuck, I missed that job. <sighs> yeah, that was the perfect mix of of work, of like lab work, of actual scientific work, and also desk work. I think for you. See, the thing about that job that was, so, I never felt like I was at work. You yeah. know, it was a place that I had to be, which was you know kind of annoying. You know, yeah, you have to yeah. be here at nine a.m. You have to leave. You know, but I never felt like I was at work. Yeah. And I think that is the key. Mm. Right? Like, I didn't actively enjoy it. I didn't look forward to going in. Yeah. You know? But, like... And the people I worked with were great. It was just... Ugh. That's the thing, man. When you have a job where, where you And, I mean, like... the people I work with now are also great. Yeah. Um, but it's a different atmosphere because not everyone's a scientist. Yeah. It's Everyone nice, there nice, is a scientist. It's nice when, when you're working with um, scientists and techs and everything. And, like, it's you're, like, you have a really nice team environment. Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah. think that's that's really, really good. I mean, I, everyone I work with is great. And I like everyone I work with now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's different. Right? Mm. You know? You're not going in and changing tank water and, like counting fish and i don't know mm-hmm. the things that you did when you were with the other with the other job uh good times i was totally on a story and i've com- got completely derailed yeah, where did we go where did we come uh from? i was talking about 
lateral movement within the DFO. Um, how about how about we take this opportunity to pee? Because I, have I to pee really have so to pee again. Bad. All right, oh my god, folks, we will be right back. Pee break time. All right, we're coming back hot. We're coming back, back hot we're and back fucked hot. up. And for some reason, I decided it would be a good idea. Uh, it would be a good idea. It would be a good idea to crack another beer. A it's tall only, can. It's only at 6%, though. 5%. 6%? I thought it was 5%. I can't remember anymore. Okay, well, fuck you. I don't know. It's fucking 1%. Whatever. You That means something. For a tall can, it doesn't mean much. Did we ever talk about the time we got fucked up on double IPAs? We must have. Probably. When we I mean, when we went on our 7-Eleven adventure yeah. after we got the... What were they called? The... What were they called? I can't even remember. It was a double IPA. It was 11%. It's the one with the goat. We each, no, no. That's Kotzel. Oh, that's the one that I'm thinking of. That's not a double IPA. What was the double IPA? It was 12%, right? It was 11%. We went to the brewery. And then we weren't fucked up enough, and the brewery closed before the liquor store. We went to two breweries. No, that was before we ever went to the second brewery. Oh, so this was the first brewery, and we weren't fucked. And then we went on a long walk, and we weren't fucked up enough. We 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 walked past the liquor store, and it was open to eleven. So we each got a tall can of double IPAs, and you finished yours, and I couldn't finish mine, so you finished mine. Oh my god, that's right. And then we left our cans at a lamp post outside because we didn't want to. Because we couldn't enter with the beers, it would but we feel didn't weird wanna, to enter any with the yeah. Because we didn't want to, we didn't want to throw them away because we wanted to recycle them. And then we went inside. Spent forty five minutes. You're not gonna be able to find it. I want to know what Can did we show have. Show me. I want to know about these strangers like me. You know the lyrics. All right. So you've been talking about months now, because you want to talk about Drag Race. Oh my God. Well, I was I was watching it, and you said something about it to because you were playing on playing something on Discord, and you were making a comment about it, and I was like, "Hold up, one well, second. Well, I mean, so I want to know. Tell me your opinions on RuPaul's Drag Race. So, what this this men that identify as men who do drag like semi professionally, some do it professionally. So, okay, first of all, I should not necessarily preface because it doesn't necessarily change my thought on it, but I should say that I am incredibly uncomfortable around makeup to the I point. I would say that you, you're Michelophobia because you wouldn't be able to enjoy the show if you weren't um, like weirded out by makeup because I drag, came in drag race is using makeup as an illusion and, and like. I didn't realize the extent of it till the other day when you were sitting there watching it, and I tried to sit down and watch it with you while I was eating, and I literally couldn't eat. Because it was gross to you, right? It was gross to me. Yeah. And it wasn't because men were dressing up like women. It was the extent of the, of the makeup. flashy makeup. Yeah. Now, that's not the case for, like, movie makeup, but, like, just that amount of makeup on someone's face. Yeah, because, like, I mean, you start out with a man's face, and you get a woman's face at the end. That's the idea. But it's not like if it's, it's just illusion. like if it's just like they just look like a woman now, then that's one thing. But it's just like the amount of like sparkles and glitter and oh, color that oh, isn't yeah. natural and like like that's what really tipped it over the edge. Yeah. Like but even like even if it's natural color, I can tell when someone's wearing a lot of makeup. Oh yeah. So I mean, like yeah. I like 
I never realized the ex- like I knew it was bad before, but I. But didn't this re- is the first time because I was watching it on my computer. Was I? No, I was watching on it your on your on my um, phone or on, or on my tablet or something. Yeah. Yeah, and you were like, "Oh." Yeah. You came in with your peanut butter and jelly, and you left with your peanut butter and jelly because <laughs> you were like, "I can't sit at this table with you when you're watching." I this. sat there for about thirty seconds. And I was like, "Wow, I can't do this." Yeah, you're like, "I can't." You're like, "I feel nauseous." No, I didn't. It's just, it's not that I didn't feel nauseous. It's just my appetite went away. The idea of eating while watching that and all that. Yeah, because I was watching the untucked just when they, it was when they are in absolutely full makeup in the back while the judges are figuring out what, who wins and who doesn't win. So they are in absolutely the full makeup. You saw them at their most done up. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't. I can't. Anyway, my the thing that I think is weird about it, and weird in the sense that's like my weird. Yeah. Like the thing I want to clarify is that my fear is that people are going to think that I'm shaming them for this, and that's not what I'm doing. No, because yeah, like I know, I know that makeup to you is like a weird thing, and you're not a fan. It like it's like a weird. Like, what was that? What did the guy who had mycophobia who went on the Joe Rogan Oh, Eric Weinstein? Say? Yeah. Because he, 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 he articulated it really well. He said that it's not a fear. It's just extreme discomfort yeah. in the presence of. Right? Mm. Um, and that's totally what. It's just like, it's just like, this is, I don't get it. I don't get it and I never will. That's kind of, it's like. It's it's interesting how we have extremely different takes, because I remember when I went to, um, an up and coming, gay. What was the show? Oh my god! It was somewhere downtown by my work. It was oh. like a gay, freak show, circus show. Yeah. It was a it was a variety show, sort of circus themed. Yeah. And like one of the, um. It was, I think, Made in Rose? Or no, Made in China. Yeah. Made in China. It was like Maiden, as in like fem- like girl, like Maiden. Yeah. A maiden. Yeah. But Made in China. Like yeah. that was the joke. That was that was her drag name. That was her pun and name. I went to the bathroom and like she was waiting in line too. And I was like, oh my God. Wait, I'm assuming because of the, because of the nature of this venue, it was unisex bathrooms. Oh, yeah. It was just two bathrooms. Yeah. It's just, who cares? There's there's a bathroom. There's yeah. a toilet and there's a sink and just, I don't know, fucking figure it out. But, uh, um, <laughs> I was waiting and then, like, she was already there and I was just like, <sighs> I saw her and I was like, I mean, it was a guy, but, like, I don't know. I feel like in, when people are in drag, you refer to them as her because in RuPaul's Drag Race, they what, refer to each other as her. What is what is the proper etiquette in that situation? I honestly am not completely sure. I've watched 12 seasons of it, and I'm still not really sure. I feel like most of the time when you're a drag, you refer to them as she, because like that's the whole idea. You don't say, like, his makeup is so good. You say her makeup is so good. Mm. So, like, I don't know. That's That's what I think. I don't know the full, I don't know. I don't know. I don't pay attention too much about the <laughs> politics about it. But it seems like when they talk about each other in drag, they refer to each other as she. 
So that's what I do. I just kind of copy whatever seems normal. So when I saw Made in China in the bathroom line, it was just her waiting for the bathroom. You know, this is a guy, but you know, we say she because we respect the fact that when you're in drag, you're a woman, so you refer to them as a woman. And like, they were in a full fur coat. Because of course, Made in China had a full naked. Th- it was a, it was a burlesque. Because it was a burlesque thing. It was a burlesque circus variety act. That was the whole thing. That was the whole show, and it was so good. I wish I remember the name of the club so I could be like, yo, check out this club. It's really great. But because not in these such a good follower base. Not in these COVID <laughs> times, though. Maybe later, but I don't know. I haven't checked if they're really doing well or not. Quick side note, I finally gained, I'm so upset because I finally gained the courage to be like, okay, on this day, I'm going to oh, go yeah. to an open mic and then this COVID shit happens. Yes! Yeah, I know! I know! <laughs> I was like, I'm going to commit. I told Devin, I was like, I'm going to go to an open mic and we're going to do this and then COVID happened. Yep. It's just, it's, it's a lesson in not leaving things until later. It's a mm-hmm. lesson in... It won't always be available. It's a le- it's a lesson in tomorrow won't always be there. I guess yeah. Anyway, continue. But anyways, I was like in line, and that person was there, and I was just like, I was the first I saw that person. I was like, oh my god, it's in my mind. I'm like, oh my god, it's fucking made in China. Because I was looking at all the people who were like gonna perform, and I'm like, this is made in China, and I don't know, and like I was like. I know this This is the person that I was looking at her pictures and everything. I was like, oh my god, this is somebody who's going to perform. And I'm going to watch them perform. And I got so star, weirdly starstruck. And then the first thing my brain went is just like, oh my god, I love your makeup. Because <laughs> it was really well done. Because, you know, my brain was like, yeah, that's makeup, whatever. But, like, it was really well done. It was gorgeous. The blending was mm, so just, the, just paint. The painting of the face was exquisite. I was like, oh my god, I love your makeup. <laughs> and then the, you know, we were talking and then they introduced themselves. They're like, hi, I'm made in China. And you know what I say? What? I'm like, I know. Because <laughs> I knew who they were. I was like, I know. The best response in my head is, I'm made in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, oh my god. Like, I was telling them, like, I'm like, I can't wait to see you on stage. Like, I'm so excited. Like, I have, like, a couple friends with me. And, like, we're, like, waiting for, for like, two weeks for this event. Because we're so, and we're, like, so excited to see you perform. And they were like, oh, my God. And, like, I followed them. And, like, we follow each other on Facebook now. Do you actually? <laughs> well, yeah, I have I have them on Facebook now. Like, as friends? Yeah. Well, I follow their page. Okay. Yeah. I follow their page on Facebook. So, so I see, don't... like, their story updates. Yeah. And, yeah, like, I guess that's my experience with, like, heavy makeup and being, like, you know, like, I know that's makeup, but, like, wow, that's really well done. And I'm extremely impressed. Because, also because, like, they did their whole body, too, because it was a burlesque thing. So they, they were, uh, she sang... Uh, Marianne and the Diamonds. It was a, it was song something with diamond. The song had diamonds in it, and they had covered their body in glitter and rhinestones. And it was just like, like their act was the best of the night, in my opinion. Mm. Like there was some like, uh, fire swallowing and I don't know other things going on, but like everybody was so fucking hype for their act. Like, they threw off the fur coat, 
totally was that the one naked. with the dick out? Oh yeah. I mean, everybody who was naked took had their dick out. I mean, that's generally the requirement for being naked is to have your dick out. I mean, you don't have to. I guess there's. I mean, if you're naked, you have your dick out. That's like <laughs> yeah, unless I you're mean, a chick. I mean, the nice thing was that the I don't know, maybe you are who a were a bit younger. Their moms were 100% in the audience. Oh, right, because they were younger people. They were younger, so uh, their moms were in the audience. Oh, right, okay. If there's younger people, definitely don't take your yeah. dick out. But it was because nice. Because that's, that's illegal. Yeah, but, they're, but I can't remember how young they were, but they were young enough that they were allowed to do this with the parents' permission. Maybe they were like... That's probably 16. Anything... Usually, once you pass 18... I don't 18, think they were 16 years old. Once you pass 18, you don't need parents' permission for anything. You're an adult. You can make decisions but on your own. I can't remember how old were they, but they had... I know that they're... I think... I I just remember being like, oh, that person... Yeah, because you said there's some people who were kind of nervous about doing it. Yeah. So, I think the youngest person, who I remember because when they were stripping, they were shaking. Uh, and I was like, oh, baby. Did you cheer them on? Oh, Absolutely, because that's what you have. And and I remember at the end they were like, "Thank you for being so supportive." Because everybody there is like 100% supportive of everyone. I mean, you don't you don't go to something like that and sit in the back with your arms crossed, pouting. No, like everybody's like, "Yeah, like woo, you're awesome." Like woo, like everybody's like when like when Maiden China came on, like we were, my throat was like so tired from from yelling because we were like. Woo! Like yeah! Like we were like 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 yeah! You're awesome. Go for it. Like if and we were because we were because you pay for dollar bills. You pay for um tokens. Token. Well, they're like they're paper things yeah, that yeah. are worth I think I don't know maybe like a dollar each. Yeah. And you pay for them and they collect them. Mm-hmm. And it was really nice to see too, because everyone is throwing these paper things at these at everybody who's performing and. Even the audience does a really good job of whatever falls on the ground below the stage. Everybody picks it up and puts it on the stage and makes sure it gets to the performers. Because I think everybody that was there was so, was like, because this was the first performance of that club. Mm -hmm. And everybody was like so excited for everybody performing and wanted the club to do really well. So I think everybody was like, it was so. Oh, so the club just opened. The club had just... This was their uh, first okay. real performance that we went to. So we, like, got drinks. Mm-hmm. We made sure we got, like, a couple drinks <laughs> as well to, like, make sure they have a lot of revenue. Because uh, it would be really cool if there was, like, a really cool gay club right close to my work. Go there after work with, a, you know, a couple of my friends. Have, have, have an evening, you know? See, I mean... Because these things are always, they're so much fun. And they're like, even the burlesque, because the first one I saw was a circus burlesque show. And it was like, weirdly wholesome. Because everybody was like, cooperating to make sure that everybody, whoever was on stage was like, cheered on, having a great time. So that's that's a super important thing when it comes to performing. Yeah. As someone who has performed on stage. Everybody is there for the performer. Many occasions. Yeah. When you are performing, like, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before. I feel like I've said that a million times. (laughs) (laughs) Once you get to, I think I'm at like 25 episodes now. And once you get to 25 episodes, with some episodes being three plus hours long, it's just like, you don't know what you've talked about. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. The way, the way Western cultures view performances 
versus like Latin cultures. Mm. Um, you know what? It's almost a northern versus southern thing, actually, instead of western versus eastern. Is it? I don't know. But Latin cultures specifically, they are very much audience participation. When okay. you are watching a show in Latin culture, as an audience member, you are encouraged to hoot and holler. Okay. Right? That does not fly in, like, North American culture. Well, I mean, for when I, when I was uh, in my choir trip, we, we went and saw other um, plays. Like, we went and saw a couple. We, we went and saw a musical. We, we saw Town, And we were, I think, the first uh, audience for them. And we loved it. We thought it was the greatest thing ever. Uh, when we went to San Fran and we saw Urine Town, and okay, later- I want to say Urine Town sounds like it's a pantomime. Yeah, Urine Town, because the the town was covered in pee or something. Like I honestly can't remember the plot of that play anymore. But was it a pantomime? Do you know what a pantomime is? It's like urine. It was like Urine Town, but like you are in town. I know, but do you know what like a pantomime is a type of play? Explain. So pantomime is very much audience oriented, very much oh, people it? on stage talk to the audience, they interact with the audience. It's uh, it's very mm. much fourth wall breaking. I don't think it was very fourth wall okay. breaking, but we cheered the fuck out of We should go to pantomime sometime. They're a lot of fun. Yeah, cuz we 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 cheered them on like whenever like they were doing a really good job, like whenever scenes ended, we we were like cuz we were part cuz there was a bigger audience. But we were part of the audience because we were invite. We we went and we bought tickets, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they were saying that they were really happy we were there because we we that audience, including us, was like one of their best audiences, and that was really good for them as their first performance of the play. So the, there's definitely, like I was saying, as someone who's been on stage performing in different situations, like. I was in band for a, many years. Uh, I was in break dancing for many years. I was yeah. in hip hop for a couple of years. The, I guess especially for hip hop. Hip hop and break dancing, it will make or break your show. Yeah. It'll make or break your set. Like the difference, like when you have like especially an audience that appreciates dancing yeah. and hip hop and break dancing and everybody's so hyped for and what you're like, doing fuck yeah like you pop into like a freeze <laughs> and then you do some spins and yeah. shit and everyone's like yeah like you get so fucking hype and then like like the person before you they do some crazy shit and then you yeah, come yeah. in and you pop in with some crazy shit and, and everybody's like, and everyone's hyped for just, it. everyone's hype and the energy levels at like 100% and it's so good yeah and you feel so good and like a lot of the things i was at were competitions and didn't even fucking matter you just come out you're like you're with your crew and you're like high-fiving and like just oh, having just a tag tag ha- tagging each other in having so. a crazy time and it's great but like when we did our recitals at the end of the year because we were at a dance school yeah right it it was always like 
the recitals were like three and a half hours long and the first yeah. two and a half hours were like kids from the ages of five to like 12 oh, and it was yeah. like ballet and jazz oh, so and by tap. the end of it everybody and it was just like a lot of like clapping and then you get in and it's just a bunch of parents who are there to see their kids oh. and their kids are done at this point and you come in and you're like trying to get the audience hyped up and you're throwing your hands up but and jumping at this around. point they're all on their and phones everyone's and everyone's just completely out of it and you just oh. you're not you you like you get what you give in performance yeah right but i guess in this scenario you don't get what you give and it's just like well that's the thing like the people in the audience were just completely checked out they were tired they're like they're so done right and like towards the end it was like because i think i think the owner of the dance studio was very much (laughs) was very much like um the order of the dance story was very much into like classical kind of dances. Oh, so they so they had like a bias almost against. Well, the hip hop, the hip hop and break dancing classes were uh, crews were always at the end, like towards the end of the day. I feel like that should almost be first. And it was always it like get everybody's so hype. Like, so you get to the end, and sometimes parents will leave at intermission, and it's just like, uh... and he's like. It's just like you just you're just trying so hard to get the crowd hyped up. You're like, yeah, just like <laughs> jumping around and throwing your hands up, and oh, like, no. and nobody's participating. You're like, this fucking blows. Oh. But every like sometimes we go to competitions yeah. where it wasn't it wasn't um, it wasn't parents. What it was people who were there were people who were interested in the oh, in, okay. in the craft right yeah, yeah yeah. and then you throw in and then uh, you miss you miss that crowd just cheering you on i miss the crowd i miss the crew i miss like yeah you missed you missed your crew like that was because you were with those guys for how many years four years <sighs> four years i was with them that's that's like man that's and like then, a brotherhood four years is like a straight up brotherhood yeah there was like eight of us and we were every, every thursday for a year we'd get together and like oh my god we do 10 minutes of freestyle at the beginning we do 10 minutes of freestyle at the end and then we do 40 minutes of choreography because we had to have like a choreography day yeah. so like the way it usually works is like uh the teacher would have like they you i mean when you're a professional dancer you know djs and stuff right yeah so he'd get like either he would do it or he'd get his friends to put together like three and a half minutes of song and they'd splice together a bunch of different songs right okay like remixes and stuff so you get in and then you do a little bit of choreography and then it's freestyle time right and then everyone freestyles on stage and boom 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 and it's fucking it's dope and then you do a little more choreography and then it's more freestyle and then then you end with some choreography like that sounds so so good so like the freestyle you know everyone would gather up in like a half circle towards the you know facing the audience and people would like slide in and they do their shit and they tag someone else in oh man the closest thing i know about that is when i used to watch so you think you can dance with my parents like yeah, after it's same, dinner it's the same idea that's like <laughs> i would be like oh like oh my god they just did this like crazy move and like we'd be like oh wow look at that like that's that's the closest thing I know to that. I mean, in terms of being the performer, man, I was in choir and band, so it's just like I don't know. You just you just do your thing, and the audience claps at the end. And like, I guess, I guess one of the reasons why the idea of that has probably has something to do with why I'm so intrigued with performing, with being a stand-up comedian. Oh yeah, is because 
the few times where I did get off stage and it was like the audience was like powerhouse. Yeah. Just the energy that would be like flowing through me and my crew yeah, yeah, was yeah. just like, there's no way to replicate it. Yeah. Right? Except going out and doing it again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And just, oh. oh, that sounds so good though. Oh. Especially like you doing something and then the whole audience being like, oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Like, do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just do, you just, because I would imagine it just makes you want to like, work even harder you want to go harder right yeah and you like it kind of like pushes you into this flow state right where you're just you're just going right yeah especially like and like when the whole fucking crew is on point like (laughs) yeah which 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 sounds like such a fucking like millennial thing to say but literally when your breakdancing crew is on beat and everyone's hitting the notes because when you're doing when you're going through choreography you have like you you go five six seven eight one two three four five six seven eight and you uh you yeah you, you've got your rhythm and you've got your moves and stuff and then like every every few bars there's you know you you do like a big pose right like something happens and like if if you if you nail that big thing and everyone nails it at the same time. Oh, and the audience recognize it and they explode and they're like, ah! Like, you're just like, you're also on stage and you're like, ah! <laughs> I wish I had, I wish I could watch videos of you, of you breakdancing. Does your mom have any of them? No, I don't think she does. Oh! Because they didn't let people bring cameras in. They wanted oh, to sell the they, DVDs. Because they recorded it and they sold it, right? Yeah, for oh. like 40 bucks or 60 bucks or something. I want to see And my young... parents were like, I don't want to buy that. I'm like, don't buy it. I want to see young Liam breakdancing. I think Taylor has a DVD, <gasps> but it's in my first year of breakdancing and it's hot garbage. <laughs> it, is, it is fiery trash. But I still want to see. I want to see young. I I don't care how skilled young William is. It's like it's like. Remember that movie where it's like um. Where there was young Neil, and at the end of the movie. Uh, young who? Young Neil, and then uh, it was something versus the world. You know, you know this movie. It was it was with um. Michael Sarah. Oh. Something, something versus the world. And uh, there's a a drummer, and he's like, I can't remember what he was, but he's like, he starts out as being young Neil, and at the end of the movie, he's like, I now, I now knight you as Neil Young. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember how I started talking about this anymore. Breakdancing. Breakdancing. Oh, um, your drag show. No. I can't remember why this was relevant at all to the conversation. Oh, because... Because Young Liam? Because Young Liam and talking about watching a DVD of Young Liam breakdancing. Yeah, I want to see you breakdancing. Even if it's hot trash, I want to see you breakdancing. It's hot garbage. I don't care. I want to see Young Liam... The thing I do appreciate... Because because then it becomes Liam Young. The thing... (laughs) (laughs) The thing I do appreciate about my time dancing is that I feel like it's really taught me rhythm. Probably. And that's and obviously being in band for 8 years. Um being in band for 8 years 
Yeah. I think eight there's years. A, yeah. So middle, I started in grade five. Grade I, five, I wasn't really? in band in grade five. I went to private lessons in grade five. Oh. Because for my nice. birthday, for my birthday between grade four and grade five, because my birthday's in July. Yeah. I told my parents I wanted to learn an instrument. Nice. My parents were like, "You should learn it." I can't. I honestly can't remember if my parents told me I should learn an instrument or if I was like, "I need to do this." <laughs> and I initially wanted to learn guitar, and my parents were like, "Everybody knows guitar." <laughs> <laughs> don't don't learn guitar <laughs> i mean i hear it's a great starting point is it yeah it, should, it teaches you like a lot a lot of like uh range i think hmm. i don't know i hear it's a good start i mean in my elementary school in like grade two you start ukulele by grade four it's like it's guitar time in grade two was um recorder i remember we started out maybe it was grade three three was ukulele because we were in grade three was uh recorder because we it went recorder ukulele because we were tiny people and then it went guitar and then we actually learned guitar maybe grade four guitar was in grade six or grade seven no 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 for us it was grade five yeah grade four or grade five or maybe it was ukulele for two years and then we grade five was a uh, guitar hmm. it was probably one grade was guitar because i know it was it went ukulele it went percussion <laughs> and then uh recorder they just gave you a triangle and they're like okay go yeah i think <laughs> there was just like a pile of instruments and whatever you grabbed first was yours they were all made of plastic i love no 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 <laughs> they were le- the legit re- uh um, instruments, because I love the one where you hit it and it went. It was like a, like a part, like a black thing that you hit, and a and a wooden thing, and it, they were connected by a metal bar that went like this. Oh yeah, and it made a sound. It, it was more of a. I love wah, that one. More of a wah. But a, but it was like. A yeah, I know. Yeah, it like you smack it. You Things smack that couldn't it. be break. The ones we had was the the grindy sticks, where one was like oh, like a washboard. One was rippled and one was not, and you just go. I remember that too. We had we had all those like there was a and of course the tambourine. There was tambourines. There were drums. There was a maracas. Maracas, all those things, and you just whatever. It was not like this person gets this is. Okay, kids, grab the percussion <laughs> instruments, and we would run and grab them, and whoever would get it would get it. And Cowbells, just... of course. Things you couldn't break. Yeah, things Thing, you could... Things that could handle the yeah. abuse of six-year-olds. Yeah, you couldn't break a tambourine unless you really tried. Well, they were plastic tambourines. They weren't, like, real tambourines. I can't... I honestly... I feel like they were real Well, the, the rims was... The rim... So, there's there's two different kinds of tambourines. I feel there's like, the honestly, tambourines we that... had real, like, real percussion instruments. No. Not, like, proper, but, like, the cheapest of the real... Like, we didn't have, like, Fisher-Price instruments. More. Well, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like, there's two different kinds of tambourines. There's the tambourines that are just the wooden, the wooden rim with the with the symbols in it. The little... I feel and like... then there's the kind with the, the, the skin stretched over, so you can use it as a... You can beat it like a drum and a tambourine. Oh, we probably didn't have the drum part. We so probably just had the you can get those symbols. ones with the skin stretched, but it's usually just plastic stretched over it. We probably had the ones that were... Like a half, like a half circle with uh, the tambourines on the on the side. 
just like the little symbol thingies. Yeah, like you hold it on the the straight and you go, part. Yeah, we hundred. Yeah, we had that for sure. Yeah, and then we had maracas. We had um, um, like the balls that have the the. the yeah, whatever the, the, the sideways things. They're like tubes. Yeah, like the tubes we had, and we also had ones that were like circular. You had the ones where you hold the stem, and then there were beads wrapped we around had, it. Well, we had ones that were like um circular, like almost little bean bags, but like. You hold the, they like, were tubes. Eggs. They were no, they were like eggs. Okay. They were like uh, plastic Easter eggs, and they had uh, stuff inside them that made a really loud noise, like the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have so, to move them in a semicircular shape. Yeah, they would really tell us how, like, you need yeah. to move it, like, it's because you know we're children and our. Everyone's just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our like our motion control is not well honed at this point. Yeah. And it went, you know, we did percussion, and then it went recorders, and then it was ukulele. We all learned ukulele, and we all learned basic chords of guitar, and then it was middle school. And middle school, you could turn, you, you're either in the choir, or you're in band. And I was like... Wait, you had to choose one? No, you didn't, but I chose to be in band. Okay. Because I think, I can't remember if, I think I wanted to learn an instrument, and my parents were like, you probably should learn an instrument. <laughs> So, like, I went to the band instructor, and I'm like, I want to join band, but I don't know what instrument I want. She's like, we could really use another bass clarinet. And she was like, it's such a beautiful instrument. And she, like, really sold me on it. And, like, then I Googled it, and I was like, oh, this is a big-ass instrument. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll go with this instrument. Didn't Google how it sounded. I looked at it, and I was like, I guess I'll go with this instrument, because she says it sounds nice. And I had that for three years. <laughs> and I really miss it. It was such a nice instrument. And then I went with violin and I was like, this is fucking so hard. Yeah, I... I still I still have my violin. I don't play it, though. I liked performing. Those... Those bangers, there was only a couple of them, but those bangers on breakdancing when we went yeah. to some competitions, like, I I think if I never did that, I wouldn't be as drawn to the idea of doing stand-up as I am. It's just like being a part of the crowd and being, and like hyping up a crowd as much as you did when you were breakdancing? Well, yeah, like not being a part of the crowd, but being the one that's like... If you can get if you can get the crowd to that level, like if you can hit those stings where the crowd like responds, yeah, then like that's like the best feeling in the world. Like yeah, like I think about like I mean I love obviously listen to Joe Rogan a lot and he's got his comedian friends on and they talk yeah. about like when they like obviously they've got they've got they've got nights where they they've got nights where they you they bomb right. Yeah. And they've got nights where they kill and they talk about they talk about the feeling of doing a theater and they just absolutely kill at the theater. Yeah. And then like that feeling, that glow that resonates with them for yeah. days or weeks after. Yeah. And like obviously I don't know that level. Yeah. Because I've never like obviously But soon But I can I don't know. I eventually. Say, I don't I don't, I don't know if I'd say that. I mean, eventually. It's scary. I know, but you're going to do it? 
It's gonna be super spooky, but it's super spooky for every every single person's first time on stage when they're telling jokes and they're like, "Oh God!" It's just the next hard thing that I have to do, and it's only three minutes. Yeah, it's three minutes of just being vulnerable and putting yourself out there. But the thing is, is that you're you're fucking funny. You make the, me the, laugh all the time. The thing is, is I that I need to okay. bring that energy onto stage, though. Yeah. Because the second I switch, like even if I'm like practicing. Like, with the idea that I'm going to be performing on stage, yeah. there's something about my demeanor that switches. Into, like, scared Liam? No, into much more, like, casual. Right? I don't know if you've noticed, because, like, I've, I've done my presentations to you a couple times. Yeah. And it's, like, a much more casual, and it's not, like, quite so in your face. <laughs> like, when I'm just hanging out with friends, and I'm stoned, or I'm drunk, and I'm running at, like, 100%, <laughs> and yeah. I'm just, like, all over the place. Yeah. Like, I think that's that's what that's, I... That's Liam at his best. That's what I need to take onto the stage, mm. right? Yeah. The problem is, when I'm stoned and I'm drunk, either things are a lot funnier when you're stoned and drunk, Yeah. and B, you have a lot, like, a lot more energy, yeah. and, like, that's what I... And I also never remember them, right? <laughs> I mean... I remember, and you're always funny. Well, that's the thing. Like, it's it's not a it's not a problem of remembering to make people laugh. It's a problem of, it's not a problem of remembering that people were laughing. Yeah. It's a problem of remembering what they were laughing about. Oh, so you can't like because okay. it's not just what you were saying, but it's how, how you, you were, were saying, saying it, it and when you said it. Yeah. Right. If you just speed through everything, it's not going to work. Yeah. If you pause for too long, like. Timing is like 60% of comedy, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Timing. 100%. Right? And like... How do I... Okay. I think you will do very well. When I make jokes, when I'm hanging out with you and when I'm hanging out with friends... Yeah. 90% of my brain is focused on how am I going to turn this into a joke. <laughs> and 90% of my brain is like... When I know there's a joke and I know exactly what that joke is, it's focused on don't say it yet, don't say it yet, don't say it yet, say it now. Oh, okay. That goes through my head all the fucking time. Just like when is the best time to land this thing? Like um, when I said the are you for real thing. Like that. that, Sorry, Miss Jackson. Yeah. Because you, you need to let things breathe. Are you for real? <laughs> like, you need to let... And, you know, I mean, it's also, like, a function of reading the room, right? And yeah. Stuff like that. But... And it's a lot easier to read the room when there's only one other person who also loves you and... <laughs> <laughs> like, you know exactly how to make me laugh. <laughs> as Versus, like, there's people in the audience that, like, you don't know who they are. You don't know what they find funny. Mm. Like, yeah, you know exactly how to make me laugh. So, it, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot more risk involved. Risk in just understanding and learning how to, like, read a room and how to present to that room. Yeah. So. I don't know. I think you're going to... I can't wait until the day... Where you're going to do your first stand-up and I'm going to be in the audience probably eating some french fries and just being super fucking stoked for you. Oh, oh I can't wait. I think the key, I think the key is just getting up there and doing it and yeah. doing it enough times until the discomfort fades. And then once the discomfort fades, I mean, I'm, first time I go up, I'm probably going to be drunk. 
or at least a little buzzed. Like that's that's the only way it's going to happen. Yeah, it's just way too. It's just way too much. Otherwise, no. But I guess it would make it easier for you to relax a little bit because when I'm in those situations and yeah. I'm I'm hitting those and I have like a crowd of people listening to me and I'm yeah. making that crowd of people laugh. Because you've seen it. I feel weird when I say these things on this podcast because I feel like I'm bragging. But I'm not. It's just an observation. Yeah. When I'm in those situations, people are in, people are listening to me and they aren't necessarily drunk. There are usually people in those crowds that aren't drunk that mm-hmm. are listening to me talk and yeah. listening to the things I say. Um, but in those situations, I hit those flow states when I'm slightly intoxicated. <laughs> yeah. Right? When I have things to say about certain things. Yeah. So I need to be able to bring that on stage. And the thing is, I need to to be able to do that. I need to get past just the stress and anxiety of being on stage. One of the things I do a lot, um, either when I'm meditating or just whenever, is I imagine myself on stage telling jokes and nobody laughs. Because <laughs> I have to... Because that's what's going to happen. And that's what's going to happen most of the time. Oh, that sounds so scary. <laughs> um, uh, so I need to get past that to be able to bring the energy of being around, surrounded by friends and whatnot. Right? Yeah. Anyway, I spent a lot of time thinking about it. I don't know. I, I can't wait. I can't wait until... The day maybe after all this quarantine madness i know i was like i was literally like two weeks ago i, I know like, because you literally made plans with Devin. I, I know you were like this is when we're gonna do it i was and like okay we, and then you couldn't do it anymore. i think i said i think i said march 16th i think was the date that i said oh jeez. because Devin said he was getting back on march 12th and then and then yeah because he was stuck up with he would he has to be in self-quarantine for a while for 14 days yeah and now we're all in and now we're all in self-quarantine now, now we're all in quarantine yeah so yeah. i don't know i had to wait in line just to buy some groceries today yeah yeah it's a it's a time this is yeah remember when h1 h1n1 happened i feel like that was like a fart in a hurricane compared to this yeah this is strange. I feel like H1N was just like, oh, wow, this person got it. and But it was like, no big deal. I think my brother had H1N1. Oh, did he? I think so. I remember it He was happened. super fucked up with a flu for a few days. Yeah. Because I, I remember like when I was, I think it happened when I was in elementary school, H1N1. Or was that middle school? Were we in middle school when that happened? I think so. Maybe all I remember is that, you know, this person's mom got it or this person's dad got it and that was it. Or maybe this yeah. student got it, but they were, you know, they're fine. Yeah. And this one is actually like fucking killing old it's people and uh, immunocompromised. Immunocompromised. It's just kill- like one to two people every day in BC are dying, I think, from it. It's just like, it's like, it's just like. All right, sorry guys, we had a bit of a hiccup with the recording there. Um, anyway, we were talking about H1N1 and COVID 
and how COVID's weird. We're like it's the first serious contagious disease that I remember in memory that we have. I mean, because I don't remember SARS. SARS was well, SARS. SARS only lasted a couple weeks in my memory. Was that actually? I I can't remember. It was at like all. it exploded and then it kind of went away. I remember mostly the jokes about SARS, like. <laughs> this person has SARS. Oh, oh, you know the elementary school jokes. Like, remember, oh my God, you have SARS. I remember the elementary school jokes about SARS. That's mm-hmm. all I remember about SARS is yeah. that it was a disease. It was a disease, and it happened, and it went away. And then H one N one happened either in middle school or elementary school, and it happened, but it was like whatever. Either it was because I was a kid, and you know, you don't, you're a fucking kid, and you don't have to do much when things like this happen. Yeah, well, like, I think I'm sure I said this on the last podcast, but, like, COVID is just, like, it's a reminder of, like, how one little thing can pop up and just totally wipe out civilization. Like, we're lucky with this one because it's not going to kill us. Oh, like, if it was killing healthy people, we'd be absolutely done for. Like, if it had, like, it it has, like, a 5% mortality rate. Yeah, rather than, because right now I think it has a 2%. And I think of like the according to of the like eighty thousand people who have contracted it or whatever, yeah. however, like whatever it is, like seventy five thousand have survived, have gone on to the other side, yeah, which means they're done, like they're never going to get it again, yeah, right, yeah, they're um, t- they're functionally immune. I guess uh, that number could be totally off. It could be hundreds of thousands. It's I can't. Pr- I, it's, I it's pr- honestly, it's probably hundreds of thousands because of all the people, like all the countries that are so shut down because of it. It's probably hundreds of thousands, mm. if not millions. I mean, yeah, there's maybe. seven and a half billion people, right? Seven? Seven oh, billion? I don't want to think about how many people are on this world right now because it's too many. It's too many. It's <laughs> way too many. There's, There's... If we had half as many people, it would still be too many. It's like, because there's so many people, it makes it so much easier for infections like this to spread. Oh, cause yeah, because we're so, we're so incredibly crowded. But it's so, it's it's crazy to think, because this came from bats, and this is a... a Did a, it? I, I heard it was almost from pangolin. It could be pangolin. Yeah, that's I actually heard something yeah. Recently actually, that about sounds pangolin? that sounds right. I have I have been trying not George, to follow it too much. Because I haven't been following it a lot. Like I would just people be. at work are like I spend so much time reading about it. And I'm like I spend zero time reading about it. I only hear I know about the about, updates I get from work. I don't know nothing about COVID because I don't need to know anything about COVID. Yeah, I I just want to hear about what the government if the government is like wash your hands, maintain six feet. That's that's what I'm gonna do. Like. Um, I don't, I don't need to know the panic things about Joe COVID. Rogan had an epidemiologist. Um, oh, recently? Uh, when I was actually in uh, Nanaimo. When I was in Nanaimo, um, Ilya sent me the the Joe Rogan one with the epidemiologist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he mentioned pangolins, which are fucking adorable. There's. It makes me so sad that they're tra- they're very heavily heavily trafficked as oh, yeah. uh, exotic pets, oh, yeah. and that makes me so sad because they they really can't exist anywhere but the wild are so happily. And like part of me, you know, part of me is like, you know, like it's it's the African and the Chinese trade, and it's like wow, like that's fucked up. But like if they occurred in North America, do you think? I'm sure they would be trafficked there too as well, right? 
Probably they're super fucking cute. They're fucking adorable. They're, they're so adorable. Slow lorises oh are the same. Oh, yeah, but they live very unhappy lives. Oh, yeah, incredibly unhappy. In captivity, yeah. Yeah. Um, same with probably same with sugar gliders, despite the all the cute ass no, videos. Su- sugar gliders um, are incredibly there. You can that's a sustainable trade. Oh, so that sugar gliders are yeah. Okay? You can you can you can get. I assume I assume that most wild animals are not happy in captivity. Like, well, sh- define wild animal. I mean, more like not so much reptiles, but like mammals. Well, like a rat. Oh, rats, a sugar rats glider are diff- fine, but like exotic mammals i feel like most exotic mammals well, honestly the, should just not the, be the, the issue they should be in the wild the like issue sugar is sugar gliders and um the issue is oh, there's so many others the issue is not happiness it's how they're cared for yeah because i feel right? like if you can get a sugar glider without the space for them without the resources for them that's fucked up you shouldn't have a okay but with with that knowledge in mind 90 percent of people shouldn't own pets that's also true dogs cats rats hamsters gerbils anything yeah i guess a lot of reptiles especially fish no sorry fish especially because fish fish have no protections under SPCA, under any animal protection oh, laws, that's right, yeah. um, there's no legal recourse if you're mistreating a fish. Um, mm. uh, so, like, if, if if your argument is you don't have the space and resources to care for an animal, then it should be illegal to trade in that animal. Then you wouldn't be able to have pets, because mm. most people who have animals don't care for them properly. And I include dogs and cats in that. Definitely, yeah. In that, in that discussion and that most, argument yeah most people don't walk their animals enough and they feed them too much i said that description that discussion with joan from uh, vertebrate biology oh joan sharp uh, yeah ah. um i i told She's her so like good. i said even though i worked at a pet store for three years i do not believe in the pet trade i think the pet trade is fucked up and should not exist yeah um because most people don't know how to care for pets and she said even dogs and cats like most people you know you feed your dog you walk your dog i'm like no there's way more to it than that because it's not just feeding it's feeding them the right food yeah and it's actually taking them for a walk most people don't take their dogs for a walk most people overfeed their dogs they feed them way too much human food you can feed your dog human food but as long as you compensate for that when you feed them their regular food mm-hmm. right like yeah. like humans get a certain amount of exercise in a day when they're not quarantined by going to work and doing this and that dogs yeah. are stuck in a house all day except for the 20 minute walk that you give them mm, yeah. right so and some days it's like oh i guess i don't take my dog for a walk this week and the next day oh i guess i'm too busy to take my dog for a walk this week and then you get and that dog just gets a two-day quarantine I mean, essentially i mean your dog lived like that for a good portion of his later years unfortunately like nobody ever took him for a walk my dog in her earlier years there's probably about a year where we never took her for a walk and she got up to 100 pounds and the vet was like your dog is fat Um. and my dog was my mom was like this is your dog you you're going to start taking her for a walk every day Mm -hmm. so i started taking her for a walk every day and became a part of my routine and i made sure she got out for anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour every day Mm, that's um, good uh, that was many many years ago because i got her when i was nine um and then was about 11 and 12 i didn't do it any i i, I 
failed to take her out every day. Mm. Um, and then from 12 to 20, let's see, 19, 12 to 22. Oh, shit. I just realized I just passed the three-year anniversary of putting Sassy down. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's been three years. I remember the two-year anniversary of... Yeah. The, yeah, you were real sad. Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah. She was a great dog. She was a very good dog. And I'm sure everyone says that about their dog. Sassy yeah. was an excellent dog. I miss Max, too. Yeah. He was a very good... He was the best dog. <laughs> See, I would say Sassy was the best dog. I mean, for you, Max. Was but the best everyone dog has their own best dog. Everyone, everyone has their own favorite dog. Um, I want another Max. Max uh, is so good. Anyway, that's my argument. Like sugar gliders, any animal is okay for the pet trade if you have the space and the means to look after them. Because what was it? It's like fennec foxes as well. Because there was one one YouTube channel that this this couple that has a bunch of exotic animals, and. Most of their videos are telling people not to have exotic animals. Most of the videos are like, this is my fennec fox. Like, this this couple has fennec foxes. They have other an- exotic animals. And most of their videos are like, don't get these animals if you just want a, a cute pet. Like, these animals have a lot of needs. Like, Well, that's why people get dogs and cats. Yeah, but like, it was kind of nice to that this, you know, this person was like, Hey, don't get this animal if you want a pet, a cat or a dog. Like, this animal is interesting, but it takes, you know, all of your time to care for this animal. This, like, fennec foxes will just scream all day long and will, you know, freak out. And they're not, they don't want to be touched. Birds are a really bad one, too. I guess, yeah. Um, you uh, that's the same thing with um parrots exotic like especially large parrots oh like large parrots um, like people think that they're gonna have a friend that is gonna sit on their shoulder and tell them jokes uh cockatoos um yeah. they are loud they are loud and they are uh, flock animals mm. uh, they come from australia and people who live in australia will tell you they flock in hundreds right Holy so they need crap. a lot of time and a lot of attention and you need to live in a place that's okay with them being loud oh okay um, yeah. so they're definitely not apartment pets yeah uh all large parrots need to chew that's why i have they have the giant beaks yeah um if i remember correctly taryn was telling me that um macaws like the traditional like when you think of a of a parrot yeah that's a macaw okay um they dig into rock cliffs to let for nests with their oh, beaks. Oh, holy shit. So they need things to chew and destroy. Oh, and if you don't give them that, they start probably destroying themselves. Yeah, they start to rip their feathers out, they stress, mm. like it's it's a bad Cuz their their brain the is like you need to be doing this action and if there's not the thing to do the action, they start doing it to themselves. Well, their beaks also start to like overgrow and stuff and like anxiety and it's the same with any bully breed, pit bulls, bulldogs, uh, yeah, boxers. If they, if they can't exhibit natural behaviors and they start to dis- self-destruct or destroy other Or destroy things. other things. Yeah. Right? Or attack their owners or, you know, you just got to care for them properly. So, yeah. anyway, sugar gliders, again, totally fine if you're taking care of them. But if you don't, if you want to put the time and effort and dedicate to, I don't know how long sugar gliders live, but if you don't want to dedicate, dedicate that lifetime to caring for them, then just don't get it. 
Or like people who get parrots and don't realize they live for I don't know how many years. 80 years. <sighs> Jesus. Yeah. Snakes, turtles are tor- turtles are a huge one, turtles and tortoises. Mm. 40 to 80 years depending on the species, some over 100. Oh jeez. Yeah. Turtles are a lot of responsibility then. Yeah, turtles are no fun. Nobody should have turtles. Never get a turtle. Mm. Cuz you can't they're not like you can't hold them. They're not friendly. Unless you have one since you're a baby, and that's your turtle for the rest of your life. And you care for it properly because they get big. They need like. How, how big do you just like um, painted turtles get? If you got like a painted turtle. Your as a average kid? turtle is going to get about the size of a dinner plate, 11 to 12 inches in diameter. Oh, that's. So big. you're looking at a minimum 120 gallons. Jesus. Do you remember Jesse's turtle? Yeah. Yeah, that was about. That's fairly sad. She, that, had, she had a big tank for it, though, did she? Or was it not big She enough? took decent care of that turtle. Yeah? Yeah. I thought she had quite a large tank for it. But she kept insisting on putting fish in the fucking tank, and turtles eat fish. <laughs> and then the, the the turtle would jack up the fish and eat them, and she'd be sad, and then she'd get more fish. Oh, I remember her telling me, like, it chomped a goldfish in half, and the goldfish kept just kept swimming even though it was only half of it and i was it, like, like kept trying to go she's like it's fine it's fine i'm gonna call him this fish squishy and he's gonna he's he's gonna be oh. my squishy and then it was like three weeks of being fine and then she woke up one day and there were bits of squishy floating around and she was and i was like what i told you and then she oh got like she got like 12 neon tetras and then there were 11 and then there were nine and then there were five and oh. i'm like what do you what do you want what do you want (laughs) you're essentially feeding this turtle she's like yeah there's goldfish that live in there and he's not eating the goldfish so i can clearly get other fish he just hasn't eaten them yet well he didn't the the other ones got too big i think okay anyway there's people need to think about their pets pets are fucked up like with quarantine just because you're home all the time don't buy a pet maybe foster but don't buy don't don't get an animal because you're bored yeah I was going to say something, and I completely, PSA. I completely forgot what I was going to say, and I was going to double back on... Oh, I mean, anyway, sugar gliders. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, different. Anyway, we are at... I'm afraid to look. Almost three and a half hours. It yeah. is midnight. We're going to... We started at eight today. Jeez, yeah, we Seven. S- we're like, let's no, start sorry, this podcast 830. early so yeah. we're not ending so late. So we got, we got pretty fucked up today, but again, t- didn't get too wild. No, it didn't get crazy. It didn't get to the point where I was like, Liam, I don't know if I could do this. I'm so we're, fucked up. We're going we're gonna to be chasing some of those earlier podcast dragons for a while. Oh, yeah. Because we've been dating for two and a half years now. <laughs> and we haven't been dating for under a year <laughs> like before. So, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Stay safe out there. Keep your distance. Wash, wash your goddamn hands, you filthy animals. Wash your dirty fucking hands. Just you filthy whore. What, the best thing I, I I heard of is that imagine if you got glitter all over your hands. Yeah, I shared it. And all th- was was that you that it I read that? Been, yeah, I shared that. I found post. it somewhere. It might have been either Reddit or you, where I was like, oh my god, that's such a great comparison. Yeah. Imagine if you have fucking glitter on your hands. All the things you'd be like, oh, I can't touch that. I'll get glitter on it. Just imagine all the places that you touch, and you're like, how the fuck did glitter get there? That's, that's, that's we COVID. Do. We should get everybody to. We should send everybody a packet of glitter, and before they go out, put glitter on them. Oh no! It should be. It should be. They can go out with glitter on them, but when they come home, maybe I guess no, when you, you put go you out, put glitter on you, 
And then whenever anybody goes out, when other people go out and they see that there's glitter, it'll just give people an idea. Of being like, oh, fucking can't touch that. There's glitter of, on it. It'll give people an idea of how much it spreads. Yeah. But it has to be like biodegradable glitter because glitter is super bad for the environment. Glitter is extremely bad. It is the microplastic. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can get biodegradable stuff. Anyway, thanks for listening. Stay safe. Stay Wash your hands, you stay- filthy whore. <laughs> um, uh, we will get through this together. Keep listening. Just stay safe. If all, if, if, you know, just don't hang out with friends. Don't hang out with large groups. Don't yeah, be you in quarantine Google together. Hangouts, Skype. Yeah, Skype All each other, stuff. text each other, but just is don't... Is MSN still a thing? Hmm? Is MSN still a thing? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> but does it still exist? I have no clue. What does MSN stand for? I want to say Microsoft Social Network, but that's not what it was. M- Messenger MS... MSN? I feel like it's just like an abbreviation for the word messenger. Maybe. MSN? Microsoft? I don't know. Anyway, uh... Talk to people, keep in touch with your friends, but you know. Call your mom. Call your mom, right? Call your now. mom, call your grandparents if they're around. Oh yeah. Uh stay clean, stay safe. Learn learn some skills. I'm gonna be putting out uh, a blog soon about things that I think people should be doing while during, their time during at the home. Quarantine? Because everyone's talking about how they have nothing to do and how they're tired of just watching Netflix and playing video games. But there's a whole world of hobbies and information out there. And you can take advantage of that time. And also actually wash your hand for 20 seconds. Yeah. Like, even if you're like, oh yeah, I wash my hand for 20 seconds. And then you start doing that. You're like, man, 20 seconds is a fucking long time to be at the sink. But just do it. Just do it. And you feel so clean after. You feel so clean. And your hands get so dry after doing it 20 times in a day. It's fine. And And then you moisturize and then you're fine. But yeah, learn something new. Learn, learn, even just if it's not a new, even if it's not a new skill or something, get some information. There's tons of online courses for free. This is such a good opportunity to start knitting. Everybody who wants to start knitting. Oh my God. This is probably- start knitting. In my, in my blog, I'm going to be talking, I, I talk about uh, learning to play the harmonica <laughs> because uh, Eric Weinstein made a comment on one of Joe Rogan's podcasts that stuck with me and that that comment is everyone should learn to play the harmonica because it's a small lightweight instrument that you can take with you wherever you go that allows you to produce music that that has the 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 music of the harmonica can be blues it can be upbeat it can be fun you can do anything with a harmonica you can just make it your own kind of thing yeah um and even if you don't know how to play music it's fun to just blow through (laughs) um so you learn to play harmonica you can you can make sounds now is a fantastic time to train yourself to nose breathe because it'll catch any particles or a lot of the particles that you're exhaling through your no- nose. So oh, yeah. Don't breathe through your mouth when you're sitting there on your computer, you fucking troglodyte. Like, yeah, when you're walking to the grocery store to, sit in, to stand in line before you get in because there's apparently like a 20-person limit in the store now, you can nose breathe while you're in line, while you're six feet away from everybody else. Mm-hmm. Do some, there's tons of exercises you can do in your apartment. Body weight exercises. Burpees, push-ups, sit-ups, uh, high knees, kicking your butt. Uh, if you have a pull-up bar, you can get a pull-up bar. Interpretive dance. Just any kind of dancing. Dance, dance the way you feel. 
Get some. Put your emotions into the physical movement and get, just interpretive dance. Get some resistance bands. Just get a couple uh, four li- empty four liter jugs and fill them up with water. <laughs> like, there's tons of things you can do for exercise. Uh, I don't know why I'm saying this at three and a half hours in because I should have said this up front. Bike rides, bike rides are great. Bike Going rides are run. excellent because you don't spend any amount of time within a six You don't feet. spend time in people's breathing space. You don't spend within the vicinity of people. And the fact that you're on a vehicle means that people are going to be giving you extra room anyways. Except for those car. assholes that don't move They just take the, the whole fucking... Oh. Uh, I just want to run them over. Anyways, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. As I was just saying... We are in quarantine times, so now is the most important time to stop wasting those days. To focus on not wasting those days. So please, stop wasting those days. Thanks for listening. Good night. Wash your goddamn hands.